Hiya. Right then, um, so this was a really good chat. So, oh man, I'm so tired. Um, right. So this is this was an excellent chat. Um, this is the first time I've ever done a podcast with a guest, and I'm still pretty new to podcasting in general. And my fuck, I really enjoyed that. I had David Nolan of Synapse Performance. I call it Synapse Performance. He calls it Synapse. I don't fucking know. Doesn't really matter too much as long as you spell it right when you're looking for him. That's cool. Um, yeah, we just chatted about like I, we just chatted about training in general kind of where we feel like the fitness industry's at, um, like the things that coaches get wrong, the things that athletes get wrong. And it was just really nice to talk to somebody who is balls deep in the research, but is like, but isn't so like hung up on it that like he just wants to be chatting about all that sort of stuff and like chatting about fucking reviews and journal articles and all that sort of stuff. And like, that's how that's how that's 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 the sign of a good coach for me it's like yeah he's balls deep in the research and he loves all that sort of stuff but at the same time he can actually relate to you on a human level and he's not some fucking robot who will just throw out like statistics at you and all that sort of stuff like he's good at relating stuff and making it easy to grasp for people who like so he's he's a good little like he's a good bridge to like the research and to the application and um it was just mint chatting with them i've not 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 spoken for a while and yeah like even after the it's a two-hour podcast and even after that we ended up being on the phone for like another hour an hour and a half or something like that just chatting and man it felt so good just like having that kind of release and like it was just fun and if you stick around till the end like so like the first half is going to be good for people who want to listen to the research and not the research who want to listen to just two lads who know who know the training talking about training and things like that and then the last hour is just us messing about um playing a, having a game of would you rather so and to be fair some of the responses are good and we kind of go off on tangents and get deep a little bit and man this was just a great chat so um Guys, if you can, please, if you are, if you're currently listening to the podcast and everything, if you wouldn't mind just sharing this on your socials, like just take a screenshot or whatever, and just let people know that it's the fucking best podcast that you're listening to right now. I'm gonna keep doing me. It's fun. I'm hungover hell. I've drank two nights on the bounce, but I've also trained three times during that time so it's one of those like where like a few people have like kind of expressed a little bit of concern like that i'm worried that that that, they're worried about the way that i'm kind of acting and stuff like that and honestly this is just me being me this is me coming out of my shell finally this is me not being a neurotic mess this is me not fucking giving a shit what anybody thinks and me being me so like i do appreciate the concern anybody who has reached out and everything but there's honestly nothing to worry about. The time to worry is when I just go off the fucking face, of, is when I just disappear off the face of the earth and, like, don't hear from me in messages or anything like that. So, it's really liberating, and we kind of touch upon this in the podcast, but it's really nice kind of feeling like this, and, 
Like, it's just, I get to be myself and I'm not kind of living up to other people's expectations and, you know what, I'm a fucking idiot. But I'm quite happy to swim into that for the time being. And, you know, if it turns out that it was that, that it's a bad move, ah, I'm fucking lucky. Right. So, let's get into the podcast. Um, you can follow David on Instagram at Silas Performance, and he said from there you'll get everything else that you you'll get everything that you need from that. So, Silas Performance on Instagram. He's just a great guy, and he knows his shit. So, once again, thank you, David. Um, I'm gonna be doing more of these because it was just really fun, and. I think I'm going to do it in a similar kind of format. So, like, it, there's something for everybody in this one where the first hour, as I say, is us chatting about training and having a laugh. We crack a few beers, a few too many, to be fair. And then the last part is just us having a mess about. Right. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Let us know what you think about it. And um, so tomorrow I'm going to be launching, well, today even, I'm going to be launching um, that habit-building challenge that i've been banging on about over these last like few days or so and um i'm gonna open it up for the first i'm gonna open it up as a free week trial so if you're interested if you're curious get yourself in the facebook group from there and then just you know come in come at it with an open mind see how you feel with it and then after that hopefully we hopefully we can keep working together and hopefully we can kind of just start making the most of this lockdown right because it's looking like we're not going to be in the gyms for quite a while so we need to do something because i'm really i'm worried about people's mental health and i know that for me anyway the best way to help that help with that is to get training so i'm really hoping that people kind of jump on board and just it's one of those things where the way i always think of it is like with with regards to my personal life and stuff like that, like I was trying to do it in a certain way and it just wasn't working for me. And if you're kind of in that same boat, if you're kind of in that same boat with your training, maybe just try something different. Like if what you if what you have been doing for all these years hasn't worked for you, maybe it's maybe it's just maybe it's the method. Maybe there's something that you could. Maybe there's maybe there's something that we need to kind of work together on finding. Just something that works for you. Um, I'm definitely too hungover to be doing this right now and trying to talk logically. So I'm just going to shut the fuck up now and get into the episode. So this is David Nolan of Sinas Performance. I uh, hope you enjoy. Oh, I should also say as well, towards the end. I think the audio is going to go a little bit crazy. So, um, like, it was just when we were getting towards the end of the chat, it kind of, like, it just started coming through, like, really loud. Just for, like, just for, like, a couple of, like, seconds here and there. So, the general, like, the overall audio is good, but uh, just be mindful of that. So, maybe don't have it too loud in your in your ears. <laughs> right, enjoy the episode. <laughs> You check beforehand. <laughs> you check beforehand, and if there's no echoes or anything, you can just fire ahead. Right, right. So before we actually do get into this, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go and get a couple of fucking cans so I don't have to do it during the episode because yeah. I'm a pretty quick drinker. <laughs> <laughs>
magic. So I've got no idea how long we're going to be on this for. So yeah, I'm no, no, real no. prepared. Ah, very good. Yeah, I have, I have a few lined up now as well. Yes, Mr. Nolan. <laughs> it's going to be fucking great this life. Yeah, I'm always, it's good. It fucking worked out perfectly because I was supposed to be going into the lab at midnight tonight. But that got fucking cancelled. So I was like, ah. yeah. So with the, I'm in one of the COVID testing labs. So the shift I'm doing this week is midnight to 8 a.m. But we got the shift, the shift got cancelled. So my first thought was like, great, I can fucking drink with Screamer now. <laughs> yes! This is going to be fucking mint this night. Yeah. How are you doing anyway, mate? You seem to be loving life at the moment. Mate, do you know what it is? I feel like I'm coming up my own right now. <laughs> That's good. It's mate, good I fucking swear see. to fucking God, man, right? So, when this whole thing kicked off, right, it was like, I'd only just gotten to the point where I was getting out of bed and, like, fucking, actually, like, fucking rejoining the world. Like, I swear to God, like, from, I'd say, like, November-ish till maybe three weeks before lockdown or something like that, I was just, like, depressed as fuck, spending most of my time in bed, getting up, like, at the last possible minute that I had to to go and, like, actually make it to the gym and get to work and all that sort of stuff. And, like, just for whatever reason, I just fucking wasn't holding it together at all. And um, then, like, it was kind of like, ah, no, actually, it's a bit of an exaggeration, that. So, up until... So right from November up until like I'd say February, I was like that, and then I was kind of just rejoining society for like four weeks or so, and still wasn't feeling ecstatic, but like I was a bit like I was just just more neutral because of like the um the fluoxetine that I, that I'd been taking. Uh, so I went I, I went to the doctors on fucking I think it was New Year's Eve. I went mm-hmm. to the doctors. Are they open on New Year's Eve? Surely you get some sort of yeah. She have all the piss heads going in. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it was New Year's Eve, and I was just like, yeah, like I fuck it, like because it was one of those because obviously I did the bodybuilding comp last year and everything, and I thought that like I was gonna kind of I thought that was me kind of I thought I'd turned everything around because I'd gotten through that and everything, and like you kind of would think that, wouldn't you? Like Mm. I've done something that requires a lot of dedication and a lot of like and a lot like. A lot of discipline, a lot of consistency, and I kind of thought that I turned it around, but then fuck me, that rebound it got is like. Yeah, and I, when did I see? You? I saw you at EPC in August, was it? And you were fucking, you were buzzing. I think you yeah. were a week, week out from the show or something at that point. No, oh, I was still no, I was still ages out then, man. Were you? You were fucking yeah. shredded at that stage. I was still quite. I was. I'm sure I was four weeks out at that point. Something like that, man. It was such a good experience. That to be fair, but. Yeah. Aye, so, like, kind of, I'd just gotten to the point where, like, I kind of felt like I was actually coming back into society and kind of, like, just trying to plug away again. And then this whole lockdown thing happened. And I was just like, fucking hell. Like, I know how people's heads are going to drop here. Like, forcing themselves to isolate and kind of, like, it's really easy to go within yourself and all that sort of stuff. And I kind of just thought, like, I never used to be that way, I never used to be depressed like that, I used to kind of, like, when Facebook was just kind of, like, starting up and everything, like, I was always, like, laughing, joking, carrying on and all that sort of stuff, and then, like, I don't know, as I got a bit older, and it was a bit of a, like, 
it's like people kind of expect you. Like I'm 31. People kind of expect you to be a certain way when you get to that age, and like, like not an immature little fucking wanker like what I am. <laughs> yeah. You know, like that, that. That's such bullshit though as well because everyone is essentially that immature little wanker, but to just do it in private. Once to get past a certain age, you don't put that public persona out there. The best thing uh, I was chatting to um, Lee and Paul about this today. It always intrigues me how, you know, you get these like corporate people that work in the city, say they're in their mid thirties, early forties, that on the surface have their shit together. But then a couple of times a year to go down to a music festival in the country and turn into absolute fucking animals and scumbags yeah. and lose or run themselves. Mm-hmm. But that's just that bit of escapism for them. It's because they're four. That's what they want to let loose more often. But because of their corporate environment and their I would say their network. They just they don't have an outlet to do that. So that's why they have to suppress that and then just go absolutely nuts a couple of times a year at festivals. Yeah. Mate, I can totally relate to that, to be fair. Like, totally mm. relate to that. Because I don't know, for whatever reason, like, obviously, I'm not I'm not a corporate fucking person at all. Like, Jesus Christ, I'd be a nightmare in that kind of scenario, I think. But then maybe, maybe I'd be all right with it. But who knows? But the thing is, it's like, I don't know, everybody kind of expects you to be a certain way when you're a fitness professional. Yeah. And it's just like, ah, oh, fuck that. I'm still a yeah. person. Like, what, what annoys me, there seems to be, people try to see humour and intelligence as being mutually exclusive or something. It's like, if mm. someone's really intelligent, then they can't have a sense of humour or an immature side yeah. to them. Which is, is such bullshit. Like, and, and you see yourself, there's so many fitness professionals that when they show their actual side... Like some of the abuse you've gotten, when they actually let a bit of themselves out, these people come in like, oh, you should hold yourself to a different standard, where at the end of the day, what do we do? We're really intelligent about fucking lifting weights. <laughs> Essentially, it's... Yeah, that's it, it. Like, what, what I, I find interesting, I think it was... I think Pat Davison is his name. He's, he's a big, big dude. I see coaching and lecturing in the US. But he, someone was asking him one day about... Um, you know, these PhDs in strength and conditioning and sports science. And he said something that's actually very true. And I think it, it's a great example of why we see certain things in the fitness industry. He's like, take the smartest people in the fitness industry. He's like, they're really fucking smart people. He's like, and he's inclu- he's put into that bracket as well. He's like, we're not that smart in the fucking grand scheme of things. Like, we're very good at getting athletes or whatever, but we're not the ones curing cancer or fucking rocket scientists. Yeah. And these boys, like, they're actual geniuses. He's like, we're geniuses in a field that, yes, you'd be intelligent to get to the high, but it's not the same. You can't equate that type of intelligence. And that's why I often see is, you know, when you get really intellectual people, they're really intelligent, and then they become personal trainers, and that's what they try to build their career. But then you see them trying to, like, oversell what they are and overcomplicate all their content and calling themselves these fucking specialists and all this. I think that's an ego thing where they're like, no, no, I, I... it's an ego where they're like, I can't be just a personal trainer. That's my life is to mean more than that. And they try to yeah. make themselves out to be something that they're not like. See, I wonder, I agree with you. It could be a little bit of ego driven, but I also wonder if it's a little bit of insecurity as well. Mm. And like, just people are kind of going out of the way to look like they know what they're talking about or like, they're going out of the way to have something that's so out of the box that it just looks amazing that people are going to want to fucking buy into it and everything. And, like, look, the basics always fucking work. 
Well, well, that's it. And like for most PTs, ninety nine percent of your work is basic bitch shit. Like you mm. know what I mean? It is people that literally don't know the basics, and you're teaching them the basics that you could do in your sleep. And and also, I I don't know. And it, it's it's why I think we've had this like explosion of complex infographics and just mind numb and shit that just ends up being a circle jerk of fucking people mm. that already know the information or, or praising the people that are putting regurgitating the same shit over and over but not actually helping anyone. Like. Yeah. Man, it's just I don't know. It's like it's it's way too oversaturated, the fitness industry. Way too oversaturated. And it's like... Oh, COVID might sort that now. <laughs> oh, Jesus, I know. Fucking hell. Yeah, I'll be honest with you, like, I had one foot out the door of it, me, like. Honestly, mm. I had one foot out the door of it when, I came, when it came to this. Like, um, I had an interview for a recruitment company. Wow. And I was really fucking looking forward to the interview and everything. And I thought it was, a, I thought it was something that I could probably do good at. Now, I was probably going to keep a foot in coaching because I do like helping in that way. But, like, mm. for me, it's like... I like to have fun, and I don't know what it is. It's just like, over the years, this has become more and more of a job and more and more of a chore, yeah. and I don't find it fun anymore, necessarily. Yeah, no, I can 100% relate, and it's funny. I've had a couple of conversations the last couple of months with, so I, I my undergrad is essentially of sports science, and I don't know, 50-odd of us graduated my year, out of that, maybe there's three or four of us that actually work within the sports science industry. Mm-hmm. And because of that, I get like messages from aspiring practitioners or whatever saying, you know, any advice where that's when my imposter syndrome, and that's something actually I think would be good to chat about, um, goes through the roof. But I've had conversations with people over the last few months and they're asking me, oh, you know, what's your aspirations long term? I was like, if everything goes to plan for me in terms of where I want to go with my career in the next five years, I'd be doing little to no coaching, actual on the floor coaching mm-hmm. of anybody. And that's always an interesting concept then. But for me, all these, I see so many S&C coaches aspire to like work in professional rugby or professional football and all that. I wouldn't go to it. I honestly wouldn't go because the fucking money is shit. The hours are shit and you have no job security. You won't get a mortgage. Little things people don't realize if you're an S&C coach at a high level, your car insurance is higher because the insurance companies assume you may be carrying uh, very valuable players around with you. I, I interned for a couple of days at Leicester Rugby. Oh, God, is that real? I swear to God, I interned a few years ago at Leicester Rugby for a couple of days. And one of the guys told me that he struggled to get uh, car insurance because they're like, oh, you may be carrying valuable players. He's like, to get the fucking bus. He's like, they're pro players. What do you think we do? It's like, round up all the staff in their cars and drive these guys to the fucking matches. That's but, corrupt as fuck, that. So it's all this shit where I see so many, and I, I have I have friends that have worked at the highest level and get into their early 30s and like, oh, I need a family in a house and are forced to leave and get fucking real jobs. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't go in there where... And the same as you, over time, I really enjoy, well, no, sorry, that's, I won't be bullshitting. I do enjoy coaching, but I would not enjoy doing it nine to five all day, every day. Yeah. I like doing a bit here and there. What I like doing is, I like the research that I do, but also I get, luckily enough, I work with a few companies and I get to do a bit of content creation, same for my own company. This is what I enjoy, having conversations with people, fucking mm-hmm. actually 
thinking about stuff that's a bit outside the box because there's so much shit in the fitness industry that I just have no interest. Like, I don't know about you, but if I hear anyone debate training volume any fucking more for hypertrophy, I will lose my fucking mind. I have no interest in that shit, like. Well, I'll be honest with you, like, just, the whole thing just fucking annoys me, to be perfectly honest with you. It's like, people just, like, I don't know how you feel about this, because obviously you're real kind of balls deep in the research, and I'm just not anymore. Like, the second I left uni, like, I didn't really, like, worry about it that much anymore. Like, I kind of feel like, like, most of my experience from powerlifting kind of sees me through what I do. And don't get me wrong, I like to read about all about all that sort of stuff, but, like, not to the point where, like, I'm just, where, like, it, I think too many people kind of get this whole paralysis by analysis thing. Oh, yeah. And it's just like, fucking, like, while you're worrying about how much training volume you should be doing, I'm just cracking on and fucking making yeah. progress. Do you know what I mean? It's just like, I couldn't give a fuck well, about what, any what of I, that. What, what I found is, you go back, you talk to any of the guys, and I remember me and you with, who was it, Eric Helms, Mike T, and uh, one other person. Sitting on the top of the hotel in Limerick, fucking... Wait there, wait there, wait there, wait there. Do you always do that when you're thinking? Because it looks like you call yourself a fucking knobhead. <laughs> uh, what was his name? Um, not Luke. It's, he it worked with Luke Sensen. It was Mike it, T. It was Ever a guy from Shredded by Science. He used to work with Shredded by Science at the time. Shredded by Science. Red Knuckles? Did... No, no. Uh... Not Shredded by Science. Yeah, Shredded by Science, the PT thing. Remember the PT company? They're now the PT Collective. Um, oh, he was the the English dude with glasses. He um, oh, it'll, it'll come to me, but I forget now. That, oh this is why this is why you should, we should not podcast and drink at the same time. Ah, fuck it, it's fun. But um, bank holiday for me. Yeah, true. But whatever, <laughs> it it, uh, it doesn't matter. But. I remember just like these guys, you know, who we'd respect as some of the best in the field, and literally they're saying, ah, just train hard. That's literally the equating thing between yes. it all. You just have to fucking train hard. Like, you yeah. see so many who, and it's gas when you see this. I, I'm starting to really dis, dislike the term evidence based because it's, it's oh. not meaningless anymore. It's a token fucking word now. Yeah. But you see these evidence based people like, oh, well, they're training is not fucking. And they're like, imagine how much, and they'd be freaks of men, like world-class bodybuilders. I'm like, yeah. imagine how much bigger they'd be if they actually knew what they were doing. And you've these, like, <laughs> noodle arm fellas, like, that man trains till he gets sick. Yeah, okay, he probably doesn't need to do that, mm-hmm. but he is more fucking, he puts more effort into his training than pretty much anyone else. That's why he gets there. Like, that's the realistically, great player. Realistically, it seems to me, that sort of stuff where... Let's say they did go that whole evidence-based route and they, like, and they figured out what their optimal fucking training volume was and all that sort of stuff. The only thing that would happen is they'd stay the same fucking size. They would just be doing it in a much more efficient way. Yeah. Like, like you, you know what I mean? They wouldn't lose any muscle and they wouldn't, and they wouldn't put any more on because they'd found the optimal way. All that would happen is it would just significantly reduce the injury risk, I guess. Yeah. That, that's, that's, that's about pretty, it. That's pretty much it. And what I found, and I've chatted with a couple of people about this, is you can, I think it's too easy, like, think about when you were fucking clueless with what you were doing. What you do, you went in, you trained hard, and you ate a lot of protein and food, you know what I mean? That, that's simply what you did. 
when you started to learn a bit more, and I see it so often, people like start freaking out. They're like, oh, am I overreaching a bit too much here? Or I better dial it back. Or what I see is, is a great one. You see people go in and they're starting. You see the brain working like, oh, I didn't sleep great last night. Mm-hmm. It's been a few hours since I've had a meal. And they feel a bit sluggish in the warm-up. And then they just bitch out and they're like, I better actually just do a mobility session or take it oh, easy. Yeah. There's no issue with that. But I just find when you know a bit more, it's almost, it's like that kind of saying, a little bit of knowledge is a dangerous thing. Mm-hmm. When you have that little bit of thing, you're like, well, that could potentially put me in a non-optimal state to train where if you didn't know it, you'd say, fuck it. And you'd lift heavy and go hard. And it's, just, Mate, it's all I do now. And it's one of those things as well, because I've been that guy. Yeah. I've been that guy, and now it's just like, do you know what? I just listen to my fucking body. Like, I wait, like one thing I would actually really like to kind of get into, and um, I'm probably going to do that very soon, um, is start tracking heart rate variability. Mm. That is one thing I think I'm going to start doing. Just like, just because it, it's so simple, it's just you get the fucking green light, you go hard. You get the red light, you rest, you walk, like. Now that thing, that I, I have gripe with that for because I've seen it in okay. practice. So heart rate variability, yes, it can be objective. Now heart rate variability, and I, I know uh, I've interviewed Mike T. Nelson about this. He seems to be the guy in that space. So the best way to measure it is an ECG. You just and then you record the actual gaps between the spikes in ECG. Mm-hmm. Everything you step down from that, you are widening the error of margin potentially so it's getting a little less accurate now we what i don't like about hrv and i think you should be fine because i think you have the emotional kind of whereabouts to detach objective from your emotional attachment to it where i just have an issue where i see scenarios where an athlete wakes up in the morning and they're fucking raring to go you know subjectively they say yes i want to crush this session today then either they look at their watch or they put their finger over their fucking camera of the phone or whatever way the app works. And all of a sudden this invalidated app comes back and says, actually, you're feeling like shit today. Take it easy. But that's just where I have an issue where if mm-hmm. an athlete is coming into gym and they're feeling fucking good, I'm going to let them crush it. Unless there's any reason that they shouldn't. You know okay. what I mean? So can I ask you a little bit of a follow-up question on that? Then? Yeah. So if they're feeling like they're raring to go, like mentally, because this has happened to me a couple of times this this past week or two, I've been feeling raring to go, but I've been a bit sore and I've been a bit like just a little bit lethargic in my body. Like, but then when I've hit some mobility, like I kind of felt okay. So then it happened the other day. In fact, like my calves were in fucking bits, but I woke up raring to go and like get something decent done. So like, but then because we're in bits, so I was like, right, I should probably hold off and not do this. So then I went and did some mobility, had a little foam roll, right, focused on my calves, uh, rolled over the balls of my feet, all that sort of stuff. And then I went, and then I, so what I do for at the minute, I'm running the same route every session. So it's a quick two, three, four minute walk up to where I start, and then. That's enough of one for me because I've, just, I've done my mobility in the morning, so I kind of don't want to waste more time doing all that stuff. I kind of feel like it's already done. I'm ready to go, and then I'll start. But what I did this this particular day was I figured, right, what I'll do is I'll take a scenic route to the starting point of me run and then see how I feel then. Mm. So then everything had eased off. I felt good. But then 
that was the worst run that I'd done so far. And if, don't get me wrong, didn't beat myself up. I didn't be like, oh, you're a fucking idiot. You shouldn't have fucking tried that run because I, there's, there's, more, there's more you can take from that because I'm trying to build discipline back. Mm. So it was like, for me, it was like, it was more important that I actually got out and did that run than it was the fact that I didn't fucking get close to PBing on it. But, like, so, so would you, so is that, is, is that what you're saying? Is it like, yeah, is it, say, it's like, let's, let's take the muscle soreness out, but let's say you walked up to a session, you felt fucking great, you had no stiffness, no soreness, did your mobility, did your warm up, still felt great, no issue, but then I put a HRV monitor on you and it said, no. You're not firing on all cylinders today. Let's take, let's cut the run, not do it. Do you think that's a good way to approach things? Where I don't. Now the other thing, when you put it like your, that, no. Yeah, and with your runs, and this is um, something Dan Cleeter, who I think is very underrated in the industry, um, writes about a lot. With your runs, and say you're doing something every day, and too many athletes do this, do you try to beat your time every time or match it? So. Uh, one of the things that I've been doing, I've actually, I've turned off. So I've, I've been running with the Nike Run Club app. And um, all I've been doing is getting the updates with, like, how far I've travelled. Yes, get that fucking <laughs> bottle open, son. Go for it, lad. Um, I've been getting the updates when I've hit each kilometre, but I've turned it off to tell me what time I've been, uh, what time oh, I've been yeah. getting. Because, like, cause, cause for me... The only goal that I've got right now is I just I want to be able to not stop during the runs, yeah. and that's that's the only thing that I'm care. Like it's one of those things, mate. I'm a strength athlete. I'm not a fucking runner, so I don't necessarily care about getting PBs on me runs and all that. It's like don't get me wrong. Like before I got ready, before I started prepping for the bodybuilding comp last year, I ran a sub twenty five minute five k at about ninety six, ninety seven kilos body weight or something like that, and right. like. That's something I'd like to be able to do again, but it's like, I know I'm nowhere fucking near that, and right now I need to just get the miles in, so it's like, I don't care about that right now, but then... That's a good mentality, because what I see too many people having their idea, jeez, I ran a 25 minute the other day, I only hit 27. I like the concept of hot and cool sessions. So, the idea of every, uh, you see a lot of people where every session is, you know, max effort, max intensity, where you know, we, we can't do that, we're not going to so, regression to me, you think of, and people forget, say you go into um, a powerlifting meet and you go nine for nine, hit PRs all around, it's perfect. Every subsequent session you do in the gym, until the next time you hit a platform and hopefully PR, is going to be worse. It's going to be yeah. technically not a good session. So, Definitely. like people forget that we have really good sessions, we have really shit sessions, but most of it's built in the middle, that are middle of the road, just average sessions. Mm. And people have to get used to that because I like this idea of, you know, say we do 10 training sessions a week with our athletes. We might have four of them that are low to moderate intensity, just getting in, getting these global adaptations. Like, and we're about five or six. They're the key sessions. They're the hot sessions where we're coming in and it's about performing and hitting key performance metrics. Where, and it was something I was thinking about today because I have an opportunity now where I can self-audit kind of my own biases as a coach and S&C. And I was thinking, so I, I don't like home training. I do not enjoy it at all. I can't get motivated to do it. What I have to do to enjoy my home training is do stupid shit in terms of creative. Like I was out 
finding odd objects around the farmyard here and oh geez can i lift that what way can i lift that and just uneven stuff so it's that kind of stuff needs to intrigue me so what you would just call general physical preparation so gpp just random exposing the body to different loading angles and joint angles and force vectors and all this shit but what happens in a lot of sports and i was thinking about the way i coach obviously any of my sessions i do for my rugby guys ga guys anything like this they're sport specific there's a a, a kind of connection to the sport and then i'm like it's always been and then i think okay what do poor coaches do guys that i know that are club level and you know just all year round it's these circuits that have no real relationship to the um game at all it's just it's gpp essential general i'm like okay shit coaches in my opinion just do gpp and never progress it to the sport specific um preparation but then i'm like okay guys who are good coaches i think actually undervalue gpp they only do spp yeah. but they don't play around the edges you know expose athletes to stuff that they may not normally get exposed to so i'm like that's something that i think could be more valued in snc is just general physical preparation because someone puts something up on facebook or instagram and people are like oh that's not sport specific it's like yeah but i'm not trying to prepare them for a sport specific task i'm just preparing their body to be an athlete essentially and because sports is control chaos essentially you know you put people into chaotic environments so that's something where i think like these i see now a lot with the ga clubs trying to go here they're just doing five kilometer runs and people are like oh it's bullshit you know you're never going to do that but i'm like okay think of what a slow pace five kilometer run do it mightn't be tough it mightn't be game pace but it's getting blood flow into the legs it's building capillary density in the legs increasing oxygen utilization whatever then when you go back to your sport specific stuff oh the architecture the muscle architecture is there in place that they get those adaptations better so i think people often and that that used to be the way sports was done you did gpp in the off season and early pre-season and then progress to spp later on but mm. i think people have just lost sight of that yeah do you know what as well right like i think too many people kind of get hung up on the physical benefits of that sort of, of whatever they're doing as well whereas like it's one of those things like okay then so right now a lot like a lot of us like i mean i i train a bit of martial arts and everything and like those guys, they can't do anything specific because they can't get the fucking bodies. So, yeah. like, if it's, I just feel like everybody's thinking is so binary. It's like, you, you said it earlier, like, everything is in the middle. Like, the truth is always in the middle. Like, mm-hmm. like you've got one side of the story, you've got another side of the story. It's never, the truth never lies at any point there. It's always you have to live in the grey. Live in the grey. That's what yeah. You've got to live in the grey areas. Whereas people want a fucking yes or a no answer. They want black and white, and that's it. So, like people, I feel like people put way too much emphasis on the physical benefits of what the training that they're doing is, rather than like kind of right. So what I was thinking is like, okay, then so I'd love nothing more than to be able to fucking squat heavy right now. I'd love nothing more than to fucking be doing jujitsu right now. And that was one of the things that I was neglecting when I was in that depression. Like, I was just like, I couldn't, I just didn't want to fucking face it and out like that. And now I can't wait to get back in and doing, doing all that sort of stuff. But I also know and I accept that for a while, I'm not going to be able to do all of that shit. So something's better than nothing. And right now where I can't really focus on anything sports specific that much, 
it's kind of right then I'm just fucking taking over. Like, so this is, I'm just kind of, I'm trying to maintain. I'm getting in, I'm actually getting in better shape with it. But it's kind of like I'm thinking about the mental benefits of, like, how good is it that I get the problem solved and find creative ways of, find creative ways of getting my training done. So, like, um, on the, on the, um, recommendation of a mentor of mine, he's called Andrew Marshall. Really good guy. Really good, like, combat S&C guy. Um, he just, he taught me, it was something that I should have fucking realized that I could do, but it's one of those things. I've been, I've been in the gym environment for so long and I feel like I have to be in the gym all the time. Mm. He was just like, look, just go to fucking Wix. Buy a couple of twenty-five kilo sandbags, get some rubble sacks, and then you can be, you've made your own sandbags. Yeah. And yeah. I've got a seventy-five kilo sandbag now that I've been fucking doing carries with and deadlifts with and trying to squat with, and mate, I'm enjoying my training more than ever at the minute. Uh, the sandbag is is something that um I think it's very very humbling. So I've had minimal <laughs> exposure to a sandbag. So uh, she was living in. Uh, I should take this excuse to win some brownie points and give a shout out to my lovely girlfriend Isha. Before, right before you do this, can I just say she is a fucking delight. <laughs> Your girlfriend, she is the nicest fucking girl. I, I love her. She's mint. Yeah, ah, she is. She's she is awesome. <laughs> like she said to me, like she right. So she said to me the other day, you should you should really do a podcast. Um, but like, she told me she was embarrassed about it after. Yeah, but, but, but the thing is though right she said you should do a podcast with guests and at this point in time I wasn't doing it with guests so I was just, so I just assumed that like she'd listened and that like she just thought like oh it'd be a good little fucking addition for you to do it with guests and it was something that I'd actually considered anyway but then when she said that I just thought ah, do you know what I'm gonna fucking do it and then like so but then, like, she actually owned up and said, like, oh, I didn't actually realise you were already doing a podcast. <laughs> Fucking bless her. She's uh, lovely. No, but she, she then she went on and listened to your podcast. And she actually, she she said, um, your podcasts are unique in terms of you do them in such a way that you feel that you're talking directly to that person. You know what I mean? It's not that, it's not someone talking to an audience. They have that kind of, I think it's the, the rawness to them. There's an authenticness to them that you just, it sounds like you're just having a conversation mm-hmm. with the person listening. But, um. Well, it, all that's happening is I'm, I'm just not, I'm just, I'm just vocalizing the conversations that I have in my fucking head anyway. Just the voices in my head. That's all I'm doing. Yeah. Well, I hope you're not vocalizing all of them. <laughs> not all of them. Yeah. No, you you've, got to, you've, you've got to pay for some of that shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Patricia is hiding in there. <laughs> it's, uh, that's actually, that's, oh man, man. I don't know if there's a way of doing a pop-up, but if on OnlyFans, if you could arrange that when someone subscribes, it's just a pop-up of you in a woman's dress, you're speaking to Patricia now. Fucking <laughs> <Right. laughs> okay, hell. You little pervert! <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna turn my light on. Two seconds. What me? Getting dark. Ah, right. Well, it's funny you should say that, right? Because you can get, you can set like a, um, you can set a personalized message for when somebody subscribes. So like, it gets, it kind of gets the ball rolling. But I don't know if you can attach a picture to it. But um, I've got something like, thanks for helping me eat, hon. <laughs> 
Oh, mate, brilliant. it's so fucking funny, man. That's brilliant. It's what mate, honestly. Like, so, what what I'd like to see, I said to you already, I'd like to see in a couple of months what your ratio of male to female subscribers is. Yeah. But also, I presume if you start to make a lot of money in it, that's seen as a career and it's taxable income. What the fuck do you register yourself as? <laughs> Some fucking boy. <laughs> 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 oh, oh it's, it's brilliant okay. but, um, man uh, it's what? just a laugh man it's just a laugh do you know what the funny thing is though right do you know like obviously I've only started doing this like about I think it's like three weeks ago when I first started doing it mm. so the first funny thing is within that time I've went from 12.2 thousand followers to 11.1 <laughs> <laughs> so that's the first thing so, me man I'm expecting that to get... I actually legitimately want to get it below 10,000. I just think it'd be fucking hilarious. <laughs> you lose the, you're the first person to lose the swipe-up feature. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit! No, I don't want to go below 10,000. I love that swipe-up feature. It's fucking great. It makes my life so easy. But, like, so that's the first funny thing. And the second funny thing, there's been so many people, like, genuinely concerned that I'm just going fucking mental because it's obviously in this lockdown. Well, I genuinely, I, I've had a message, and this is no lie, I can tell you off air, I won't names. I've had someone message me, he's like, here mate, you're friends with that Screamer Manual fella. Is <laughs> is he alright, or is he actually losing the battle? <laughs> <laughs> yes. you have to tell me who that is at the end of this, like. You have met them actually, you met them briefly what? at EPC. Would the mind if you actually said it, or like? I uh, probably wouldn't. It was uh, you remember my mate Lee from EPC? Lee Bell. Yeah. Sheffield guy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's a fucking top lad. Yeah, <laughs> he messed me. He's like, and I was like, no, I think he's just realised that the PT industry might go to shit, and saw an avenue to make some extra money. And Lee, Lee's like, yeah, he's a smart lad. He knows what's coming. <laughs> Man, I wouldn't even fucking go that far. Like, I just it it so like. He's giving me more credit there, because I didn't even fucking consider that. I just thought, yeah, do you know what it is? I've been so fucking depressed for so long. This is the sort of shit that I used to do when I, like, when I was younger, and it was like, and it wasn't, and it wasn't this whole stigma of, oh, fucking hell, man, he's 31. He needs to act his fucking age. Look, man, this is just who I am. And it's so fucking freeing and liberating. Yeah, but, like, you have a few years on me. When... Do you ever actually start oh, to... You're 40? I'm 26, you prick. Fucking hell! <laughs> yeah, I, I just look for it. That way, it wasn't model. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... <laughs> do you ever actually start to feel like an adult? Like, that's that's something that I ask you. When... Is it when you have kids? But even then, I know people have kids. They're like, no, I, I don't feel like an adult. I just have a kid now to look after. <laughs> This is the thing that I've, that I've realised, right? It's like, one, I think we're considered adults way too fucking early. Yeah. Like, mate, I hate fucking... Which is I worrying, hate... considering in modern day, adults are considered adults much later than they would have been in, in generations gone by. Like, when I think about this now, right, and I hate kind of... Like, I hate those people who's like, every fucking, like, bit of... Education comes from the Joe Rogan podcast. Oh, yeah. But it's one of those things, like, he does fucking get some really intelligent guys on who, like, who, who, like, kind of, like, blow your mind every now and again. 
And I forget the name of the guy who it was, but he was like, the frontal cortex of your brain where you make all your decision-making, that's not fully developed until you're 25. Yeah, something like that, yeah. And it's like, all right then, but I'm allowed to fucking get shit-faced when I'm 18, legally. Yeah. So I'm, I'm allowed to decide who runs the country. I'm adult that's... seven years before I'm actually making good decisions. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's such a weird thing, and it's like, I think, had we, uh, like, had we went, if we were going back and rewriting the laws, like, if we could time travel, knowing what we know now about the human body and about the brain and all that sort of stuff, I often wonder whether they would actually kind of make that, make the legal drinking limit, like, later on, like, 25, when you actually are fully formed, but then, right now, that's like, Pandora's box is open, like, yeah. you're not, like, you're not getting that fucking toothpaste back in the tube. Like, isn't it crazy when you think about that, that, as you said, you're 25 where you can make decisions that we get to 18. So you literally are getting, you're saying, okay, these humans are at the peak of their um, horniness, essentially. You know what I mean? Uncontrolled horniness in terms of animalistic urges. Their decision making is awful. They're irrational. You know what we're going to do? We're going to legalize a fluid that they can drink to excess that exacerbates both of those symptoms it makes them more irrational and more horny <laughs> i'll drink to that <laughs> it's crazy man it, it is it is crazy but you never start to feel like not at, like i even i'm lucky enough in some of my roles that i get to work with re- real fucking visionaries i get to work with um, people i'm privileged to work with and i feel like a fucking imposter so much of the time in terms of when I objectively look at it, I'm like, yeah, no, look, you're, you you should be there and that. But when I'm in it, I, I feel like such an imposter. And I think that's something that everyone feels to a certain extent. And like I, I have people I know that are making making fucking bank in high level jobs or whatever. And then you talk to them, they're fucking winging it. Everyone seems to just be winging it all over the place to a certain extent. Yeah. It's like it's it's crazy the ability that. I think, like, intelligence gets you so far. The ability to bluff gets you fucking further. Oh. Like, there's so many people that have bluffed themselves into places that's not... And, like, you even see that in terms of um, some people... You know when we talk about males getting higher-powered jobs than females and vice versa? Now, that's a kind of warm to hope not quite that happens. Yeah. But one reason, because of it, males will bullshit more than women will. Women right. see a job description in general. If they don't have the relevant skills or qualifications, they don't apply. Males will still apply and fucking wing it and try bluff their way in and say, ah, when I get in there, I'll learn how to do it. Mate, Where did, women mate, in general... That's exactly can... what I did with that recruitment company. Yeah. And it's, it's exactly what, what I everyone did. The only reason I applied for it was because they said that there was... It was like, your first couple of weeks is going to be training. So, like, you'll get taught everything that you need to know. And it was like, basically, the job... that. Like, it wasn't so much of a job description. It was more of a, we're looking for this kind of person. Mm. And it was just like, it was like every single thing that would, that they were asking for. I was kind of thinking like, do you know what it is? Like, I've done all this through me powerlifting. Yeah. Like, the wanted people who are like fucking self-motivated, who can kind of problem solve and all that sort of stuff. And I was just like, fucking hell, man. And then like, what... What one aren't, of the questions? Aren't those job advertisements bullshit though? <laughs> aren't they? Oh, yeah, probably, yeah, just, <laughs> it probably is, but fucking hell, I would have went, I would have given it a good fucking go, do you know what I mean? It was like, 
one like the second I brought up the fact that I've broken two world records in powerlifting, mm. they were like, "Fuck." That's a very nice ace in the hole, isn't it? That's it. It's like, mate, it's one of those things. I don't really like fucking going on about it all that much. It's like, it's one of those things. I did it fucking four years ago nearly, something like that. And it's like, you see way too many of these powerlifters, just athletes in general, who kind of like, I don't know, I don't like people who just ram that sort of shit down the throat. And it's like, yeah, I'm proud of of what I accomplished and all that sort of stuff. But it's like, there's an expiration date on fucking when on how long you can fucking live off that for. It's 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 like the PTs that run on a cycle for fucking twelve weeks, get shredded, do a photo shoot, and then get fat and bank out on that for years. Then. And this is why I and this is why I don't do that well with fucking coaching because I just I refuse to do that because like while they're looking after themselves and trying to fucking like make their own money and all that sort of stuff, and I totally understand why they're doing it. At the same time, it gives these, it gives people who are just desperate to get into good, into good shape because all they're doing is fucking caring about how many likes they're getting and all these yeah. fucking like, oh, you look gorgeous, hunt, and all this sort of shit. And it's like, like all they're doing there is giving them unrealistic expectations. But I, I think it's crazy, even in the last 10 years, what and it's because of just the ease of accessibility of social media. What our perception of leanness and a good physique actually is. It's it's totally fucking warped now. Have you yeah. have you seen Law Abiding Citizen? Is that Gerard Butler and Jamie Fox? Yeah, yeah. What yeah, a film! One of my favorite films. But I remember seeing that around the time it came out, whenever that was, ten years ago or such. But. You know the bit, I don't know if you remember, when they go to actually get George Butler, arrest him originally in his house, and he's yes. standing naked waiting for them to come in. Mm-hmm. I remember looking at that and saying, fuck me, that man's in serious shape. You know, if there was something, when I was a teenager, I was like, that's, that's a physique I'd be happy to have. Yeah. Watched it again recently, and I was like, Jesus, he's actually not in that good a shape. And then I'm looking, no. but now I'm like, I stood back, I'm like, actually, he's in fucking terrific shape. He's fucking well built. He's lean, but now just because we're exposed to so many people that supposedly are lean, or <laughs> what's happening there? Do you know what it is? I put these fucking bottles. I put these bottles in my bag when I, when I was walking home. Oh. I think it's still a little bit fucking on the volatile side. Yeah, well, it's not. But, it, it, it's not red. We'll be sound. But I, I, I just think I know, I know exactly what you're talking about with that. It's almost like. It's almost like people's idea of what normal is. Yes. It's like, it's well, like five or six, be, it's well, like five or six percent of your body fat too low or something, isn't it? What, what we used to aspire to when we were younger or years ago, we're like, oh, sure, that's what the standard fitness professional looks like now. You're like, but it's not. It, it's just, it's all fucking illusion. The other one is, um, oh, what's that film with your man out in the notebook? Where he's like a real, I can't remember. Out of what, sorry? Your man, you know your man out of Notebook? Ryan Gosling? Yeah, it's like Ryan Gosling when he was early 20s. There's a film where he takes off his top and she's like, Jesus, look at you. She's like, you're perfect or whatever. Because she's like saying, oh, is there any flaws with you? And she's like, actually, take off your t-shirt. And then he takes it off and he's shredded. She's like, oh, for fuck's sake, there's nothing wrong with you. But now when we look at that, that's not regarded as lean. If If people were to see yeah. that, 
is what it was 10, 15 years ago. It's shredded. People look at it now and people comment, actually, he's a little bit fat there. And I, I think that's crazy when you see people who are very fucking lean and people are uh, carrying a little bit of fat around the abdominals. Yeah. Imagine being someone... Well, I don't have to fucking imagine. <laughs> if, if I look at something like that and I'm like, oh, he's fairly lean. I wouldn't mind being that lean. And then you've our souls in the comments. Actually, he's a bit on the fat side. He's skinny yeah. fat, really. It's like, fuck off, man. It's like, I, I think people forget when you comment shit like that, the person in the picture, they don't really give a shit. They're making money more than likely from yeah. these type of pictures. It's the people that are watching along, the passive audience that are reading comments like that. It's like, well, Jesus, if that's fat, I'm fucking disgusting or whatever. Yeah. And it's, it's those people that are getting the... It's unrealistic, uh, mate. And, like, it's one of those things, like, I, I, I don't think, like, I'm not the kind of person, like, I don't, I would never sell out. Like, I would never sell out in, like, for anything like that. Like, to me, my integrity is more important to me than how much money I make and all that sort of stuff. And it's like, I'd rather do it like, the right way. <laughs> he says that. As 22 million up, pounds. He says that as he set up a fucking OnlyFans. <laughs> you, know what, you know what I'm my getting integrity. at, though. Yeah, my integrity. <laughs> no, but like, when it comes to being a coach, my integrity is fucking way more important to me than any amount of money I can make. It honestly is. It's like, I don't want to fucking bullshit anybody. Like, I never want to bullshit anybody because, yeah, like, it's going to help line my pockets, which is fucking great. But what's it doing for the overall, like, because it's not just the, it's like, it's it's not just the fitness professionals who are part of the fitness industry. It's the people who are fucking like, it's, it's the customers and the consumers as well. And it's like, you've got to look after them as well. You've got a responsibility to... Like, and not even that as well, but aspiring coaches, like, mm. people who are, like, young and naive now, who are getting into the fitness industry, it's like, they're thinking that the people who are fucking shredded, they're thinking that that has to be the fucking, that that, ha- that has to be the norm, and it's just not. It's not, and even in the way they behave, I, that's a good point, if the way you behave influences the next generation of coaches who aspire to be in the same position as you, because... Mm-hmm. There's certain high-profile people in our industry that are fucking arseholes, that are actual arseholes. And there are certain people that have made their fortune or made their business out of being arseholes and calling people out and being confrontational, everything like that. And then you have this, like, fucking bandwagoners or army of young coaches coming up saying, Mm. okay, that's why I need to be successful. I need to call people out. And, like... My thing is, and I, I did, I went through a phase where I was somewhat frustrated, I suppose, out of frustration, like misinformation that causes harm to people, or I, I hate people misrepresenting and selling shitty products to people that are not in a financial position to afford them. So these people are struggling to feed their family and pay bills, and then they're being peddled bullshit that they buy as well. That really fucking pisses me off. But you have people say that do that or whatever. Or there's a difference calling out that type of person that's trying to peddle shit to people that can't afford it. But you know when you see like, and it's happened so much with this evidence base, you get a young PT, 17, 18, you know, they're enthusiastic, they want to do good in the world, they put out a post with all the good intentions, but te- there's some technical aspect of it or some nuance to it that's a bit wrong or they haven't covered. And then you have these coaches coming in like, actually you're wrong, do you not understand this research, this research, yeah. you know, all this like, 
lad, who are you doing? Like you're inflating your own ego by putting down some young lad who's trying his best. That 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 does my fucking head in. That's just the way of the world these days, though. Like it's and it's, then, it's, and it's shit. And what do you have? You've a load of people come in then clap them on backs like, yeah, evidence based. You teach them the proper stuff. It's like, yeah. you know what I mean? It's, it's fucking hell, man. Ah, I mean, I can't be fucking arse with any of it. Like, no, I don't understand. It's just like, it doesn't make you like. It's one of those things. Like, I think like we kind of we've gotten away from the kind of look. There's fucking plenty of ways to skin a cat. Like, it doesn't fucking like. It's like my way isn't for everybody, and that's cool. Like, my way isn't for everybody, and what I've only just started to realise now is, it's like, it's not one of the things that I've tried to do in the past, but it's like, you know, obviously, um, we, obviously, I put that, I put that story up on Instagram the other day, and then you were like, about the, uh, about the jacking off and fucking, oh, yeah, like, why are you stronger in the gym, and then you were like, oh, yeah, I wrote an article about that, I was like, I well, why don't I just fucking share that rather than me actually trying to write one myself? Like, I don't yeah. fucking talk about that shit. So it's one of those things. I absolutely know that I'm not everybody's cup of tea, and like that's their that that that's that's their problem. I'm a fucking yeah. delight. But you, but you can't you can't be everyone's cup of tea. That's, exactly right. It'd all be so fucking boring if we were. But so many people try and fucking like. So if I've got clients. If if somebody if people got clients and they're like right then so they need to learn about so they they need to learn proper squat technique so I'm gonna go and teach them that why don't they just fucking find somebody who knows the shit what the what, who knows what the fuck they're talking about put them onto them and then like it's not a case it's like it's it's this fear of oh but if I fucking but if I give them somebody else as a resource maybe they'll go to them and maybe they'll start paying them. But it's like, nine times out of ten, that probably won't happen. If you're doing your job right, that won't happen. But like, I think people find that out so late. So, one of the things I value, what I've, and I haven't done this through any fucking strategy, I've just been lucky enough that it's organically happened, is I have a very strong network of people within the fitness industry where I can pop you a message, you know, Eric Helms, whoever it may be, and I'll get a response. They'll come back and help me out. Yeah. But I'm not afraid to ask a question if I don't fucking know. Like yeah. I, there, I have a WhatsApp group, um, Lee Bell and Paul Rimmer, the two guys, and all the time coming in, it's like, oh, I have a client that's doing this. Have any of you ever experienced this, or what do you think I should do? And people are afraid to show their, I won't even say their ignorance, but we all have fucking blind spots or shit we haven't dealt with before. So even, but there's plenty of times where, okay, I understand this condition, I understand what it means, but I haven't dealt with it before. Let me just talk to someone that has dealt with it before to see yeah. if there's something that I'm missing that I, I don't realize about this. It's it's really weird because I always find I always look at the I always find there's a lot of hypocrisy with like the way people's thought like processes go like people's thought patterns. So it's like people always say stuff like like you never like you'll never learn everything and like like. I'm trying to actually think of like a right, like the right fucking example here, but it's like people always say like the second you think you know everything, that's no, when right. you that that's when you start fucking improving as a coach and all that sort of stuff, right? But then at the same time, people will actually try and make sure that it's them who's fucking putting out all of the information. 
Yeah. Whereas no, I'm just like I'm just thinking like I'm just gonna fucking put me I'm gonna put my clients onto the right people who mm-hmm. if I can find an article for them, that saves me time writing and then I can actually be there for them and kind of help connect the dots. So they're gonna yeah. read they're gonna read this article and be like, Oh right, I wasn't actually sure about this. Let me go and talk to my coach and maybe he's got more of an insight and then he can help me understand it. I don't need to tell them every single thing. I need to give them what they need to see, what they need to read, and then I'm there to help kind of make help that make sense because mm. real coaches take the science and they dumb it, and they can dumb it down to anybody. Yeah. Whereas I, think... I feel like now everybody tries to sound way too intelligent and Oh yeah. Like, I'm actually words, saying like, nothing at all. Yeah, like, like, don't fucking use words that you wouldn't use in an everyday conversation yeah. in your posts. Like, I, I public speak a bit, and I remember in my early days when I started out doing it, I did that. You know, I had this thing as, like, I needed to show people that, look, I understand this complex science. You know, I understand this, so I use the terminology. And what would happen is people would come out of talks and be like, Jesus, that David lad, he, he's fucking intelligent. He knows he's shit. And then you ask them, what did you learn from that talk? Oh, nothing. I couldn't understand a bit of it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So people are like, go. he's intelligent, but I couldn't understand it. Mm-hmm. Were the talks that, you you know what I mean? What do you want these people to come away with shit and, and learn it? Uh, what really frustrates me about the fitness injuries, you're right. You should be able to refer out. If someone comes to me and they're, they're showing signs of disordered eating or something, I refer that shit out. I get people on board. I'm not qualified to do that shit. It's too mm-hmm. important. What I don't like about the fitness industry, since when did the ability to get into a good physical condition and understand the science of hypertrophy, strength, all that, equate to being a fucking clinical psychologist? Since when do, like, there's so many fitness professionals that market themselves primarily as mindset, psychology, and motivation experts. It's like... Fuck off. That that you don't understand that shit and it's too yeah. dangerous to mess around with that shit. It's really irresponsible as well. Mm. It's really irresponsible. Yeah. Like I, I, I just don't that, get it. That shit scares me. It's like like ugh, I don't know how I feel about this, but it's like we live now in a time where like it's almost like your degree means fuck all. Mm. And it's like if you look good you're going to do well. Yeah. But like, that. but you could fucking, but you could just have mint genetics. Yeah. <laughs> like, you could have or mint could genetics. Be like, what like people, the, the elephant in the room, you could be on gear, like fucking oh, 99% yeah. of the fitness industry. <laughs> yeah. Like people, there's certain high profile people and people say to me, it's like, do you think they're natural? I'm like, okay, let's, let's look at this objectively. They do not compete in any drug tested sports. A hundred percent of their income relies upon how their physique looks. Yeah. If that was your career, would you be on gear? Personally, I would. If yeah. I didn't, if I made a lot of money by looking good and I didn't compete in a drug tested sport, yes, I would be on gear. Yeah, I'll tell you now, I fucking should. But it just comes back to this integrity thing with me. It's like, look, I don't give a fuck what people believe. Like. Like, do you know what it is, right? I've had this so many times from such a young age. It's actually died down quite a lot because, like, it's kind of almost like 
now that the real freaks have came out, mm. like, I don't actually look like that much of a freak anymore. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, you're not an outlier as such. Anymore. Yeah, so it's it's kind of like, like, say you're in primary school, and you've got the fucking biggest dick when you're getting changed for PE. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's like, and everyone's like, fucking hell, he's seen the size of fucking Manuel's dick. Fuck me. And then, like, you get to comprehensive school, and, like, it's such, it's a bigger place, and, you, and it's like, you're, it's like, there's people from different fucking, like, parts of your, of your town all congregating together, and then you get the PE, and, like, my four-incher was fucking massive, and then fucking big dick fucking Riley's got an eight-incher, and you're like, fuck me. I thought I had the biggest dick in the world, yeah, until I've seen him. That's kind of what it's like. Yeah. Oh, I'd like to take this opportunity to any ladies who are listening. I don't have a four-incher. It's fucking massive. <laughs> I'm half Nigerian. You work it out. Right. It's like with me now. Yeah, and I think you're, you're right. Strength, freaks of strengths have become too normalized as well. Mm-hmm. I remember having this conversation with someone say, so look at me, I, I'm, a, I wouldn't even call myself an intermediate, a mediocre powerlifter. I think my best squat competition was 227 and a half so far. Now, globally. I think I saw that. Uh, probably, probably. I, I think know, I saw that. No, there was, I think you saw the one in Cork. The last one I did in Limerick there, last November, just gone. I did 227. I did 220 oh, in, in Cork. I think you, yeah, we were in the same flight. That was a, that was a fun day competing. Oh, that, that was brilliant, man. I uh, fucking what? love that. I made, I'm definitely, when all this comes back to normal, I'm definitely coming to fucking lift in Ireland again. Like, oh, it's, it's some crack. It's fucking but great. I remember talking to my Remember the like, doctor's surgery as well? Huh? The doctor's surgery. <laughs> The fucking dead doctor's surgery. That fucking doctor's surgery in that fucking back lane. Oh, that doctor punjabs or something. That looked dodgy as fuck, that, like. That that was brilliant, though. Remember, I introduced you to Red Lemonade that night. (laughs) You'd never seen Red Lemonade. I still don't believe it's a thing, and I've seen it. (laughs) Remember trying to get you into the pub, the the owl guy on the door. (laughs) Oh, my God. What, where was it? Was I wearing fucking trackies and that? Yeah, you were in trackies. <laughs> and your man, your man pulled me aside then. He goes, if he causes any trouble inside, he's like, you have to deal with it. And I was like, do you think if that man causes trouble, I'll be able to fucking do anything? <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell, do you know what it is? Like, that's the funniest thing, right? Everyone thinks that I'm going to be a fucking raggy. And I'm just like the biggest fanny in the world. Uh, d- that night, remember we saw the most impressive thing. Remember there was someone uh, passed out on the table beside us. <laughs> I remember someone like clapped him on the back, and without hesitation, they woke up, stood up, and ordered a shot at the bar in like one movement. <laughs> yeah, that was amazing. What a woman! And that was brilliant. What I a woman. You, 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 I won't, you, you won't mention names there, but what a woman! That was amazing. I remember I put you in a taxi at like what? Three in the morning, you were heading back to weigh in at eight o'clock the next morning for the meet. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> you actually, I was, um, I was spotting you the next day. I was spotting, and you were opening on the squats, and I think you opened a two fifty. And just as you were about to lift, you turned to me. I was the rear spotter, and you go, "I'm going to pause it." And I was like, "What?" <laughs> He's like, "I'm going to pause it." And I was like, "For how long?" He's like, "You'll know." <laughs> 
This is the thing, right? Yeah. And here's me worrying. I was like, if this fucking hungover fuck drops me, drops this on me. <laughs> this is the thing, though, right? It's like, I am Frank the Tank. I am Dennis Rodman. Yeah. I need. I just need to embrace it and just, like, stop trying and not be that person. I like, mate, it's, it's one of those things, right? It's so fucking crazy because... When I was living that way where, like, I can't be a, I can't be a dickhead and I've got to be professional and, you know, like, I've got to kind of set an example. Great. I love it. Finish a bottle, open one straight away. What a guy. And, like, I've got to be setting an example for the fitness industry and all this sort of stuff. When I was that guy, right, I'd get fucking levered because I'd been holding back so much. And then I'd be fucking depressed as fuck and I'd be ruined for three days. Couldn't do any exercise and not like that, right? Mm. Now, with the way I am right now, and I've been training together a lot of sessions every day, like I've been training kind of two or three times a day, but just like rather than doing an hour and a half of training in one, I've been doing two or three lots of 20 or 30 minutes. Mm. And kind of like, so it's like rather than me waiting 24 hours to do anything physical, it's like I'll do something physical at seven at night and then the next day I wake up wanting to do something physical. So last night, bank holiday Friday, for the first time I think ever, it was just it's weird that we had a bank holiday on Friday that actually cancelled bank holiday Monday and was made it. Was it a bank holiday? It was a bank holiday yesterday. What? I thought it was this coming Monday. No, no, so it was meant to be this Monday gone. It's usually the first. Mo- it's usually the first Monday in May, I think. Yeah. It's bank holiday. Like I don't know what fucking bank holidays are. Cause I'm always working them. Like yeah. I never fucking like go out and get pissed on a bank holiday, really. So it was meant to be this Monday. It usually is the first Monday in May. But because yesterday was VE day, I think it was like seventy five days. It's like seventy five years to the day when World War Two ended. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We decided to make it Friday instead. Yeah, to be honest, I, I had a very blonde moment yesterday where I seen a load of stuff uh, posting about VE Day mm-hmm. and I was on Twitter and Venice was trending on Twitter. So I, I um t- clicked it and it was like lovely pictures of someone having a glass of wine in Venice and they're like, oh, VE Day in Venice. What more could you want? And I was like, Jesus, the world's going a bit mad about Venice Day, aren't it? That's what it was. Me, like... Someone's like seventy-five years say Venice Day, and, I, and for a moment I went, "Jesus, was Venice built seventy-five years ago?" I was like, "It's really old." <laughs> yeah. Well, but I so fucking uh, was V Day yesterday. So, mate, I had a fucking whale of a time yesterday. I don't know if you've seen the uh, post. Oh, I saw your your little oh, white arse. Yeah. My God. So, I, like, mate, it's one of those things, right? I've I've really been trying to stick to the fucking lockdown as much as I can, and like. Like and like our recommendations were like try and get like an hour you can have an hour of exercise a day, like all that sort of stuff. Like and I've been trying to do all that sort of stuff and like only been pardon me. Only been trying to walk like once a day and all that and trying to kind of stick to it as much as I can. But then the fucking guy who proposed the lockdown, who said that it was the thing that we needed to do, got caught fucking nobbing his mistress. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm just like, fuck that, I'm going, out, I'm going out all fucking day now. So I went out half eight in the morning, took a photo shoot at um, Temple Park, 
in the little in the little trees. That was where I had that was where I got the bear ass picture. Mm, very nice. Then um, I went over. You won't know any of these places, by the way. But like, fuck yeah, it. What what city are you living in now? South Shields, near South Newcastle. Shields. That's my hometown where I, where I grew up. Okay, near Newcastle. Okay, okay. Gorgeous. So now, rather than going straight on at the nuke, I turned, went to the Redhead Park. Then I found a fucking tree, set me um tripod up, and set me tripod up, set me fucking time out of thirty seconds. <laughs> Ten shots per fucking per click. So nice. then I was hanging in the tree and I was just fucking, <laughs> and I was changing me poses, like because one of those there's a little green light on me camera and you see it every time it clicks. So I was like I knew exactly how it was going. So like I was in one pose like this and then I was in another and I was like that. It was how, fucking. How thin. long between green lights? How long do you have to change your position? So so. So I had 30 seconds to get into position. So that was ample time to get into position. 30 seconds to get into position. And then it was like, click, click. Oh, click, I would have, that, that makes click, it so much better. I can just click. put you rapidly moving. This, this is the best one, right? So I went to the Redhead Park, did that one in the tree, right? And then there was some guy who was just doing laps of the park. And every single time, every single time he come back to me, I was in the street. <laughs> like this, it was amazing. He was like, he was trying not to look, and I was fucking out, and I wasn't looking at him. Because I was trying to fucking hold focus. But I could tell he was thinking, what the fuck's this guy doing? There was two fucking guys walking the dogs. They were talking. And, like, I just kept seeing them glance over. Going, like, what the fuck's he doing? <laughs> oh, it was great. But I thought, did all that and everything. I mean, I swear to God, I was out of the house for about four or five hours. But, like, there was hardly anybody about. And I was just, like, crossing the road all the fucking time and everything. But then we got back and, mate, I went through... Eight cans of cider and half a bottle of wine last night. Oh. Went to bed. Went to bed at three in the morning because two of me fucking gobshite mates rang us. And I was on the phone to them. And then I've been waking up early. Woke up at eight in the morning after five hours of kip. And I was like, fuck it. So I just went out for a run. Nice. Like, so beforehand, it was like when I wasn't, when I was really trying to sort of be professional and be this, like, be this person that I think that, everybody like thinks that you should be i was just like if i went if i had that much to drink i I wouldn't have done anything today i wouldn't have done a fucking thing today but then because i've been actually liberating like it's been really liberating i've been feeling more free and i've been stringing along all this exercise i woke up at five hours of kip fucking i was still pissed and i was just like fuck it let's just go and get this run done yeah it's just like it's unbelievable like how much just like not giving a fuck about all that stuff actually does see. Yeah. But you're right, like anything is better than than nothing. That that's that that's what I say so much and like a lot of my research deals with older adults, like old people who are frail and need to be literally getting them doing anything will mm-hmm. improve their lives. But I think it's important what you said, doing ten, twenty minutes here, ten, twenty since when did people forget that it doesn't all have to be done in the one block? Like, there's nothing wrong with banging out a few set of chin-ups and then doing nothing for a few hours, banging out a few sets of something else. Just anything to move. This, like. mate, this, this is what I'm trying to fucking... This is what I'm actually trying to get across to people now. It's like, I've actually heard people say, like, 
oh, do you know what it is? Like, I've only got half an hour, so it's not even worth starting. It's such bullshit, like. Fuck off! Like, if if you're actually being influenced by these people who are the influencers, by the way, I'd just like to take this point in time to say I actually can't believe that influencer is a legitimate job title. Imagine having the balls to call yourself an influencer. I like, know. What, what is your job? I influence people. To yeah. do what? Buy shit they don't need. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I influence people. Do you know who else, do you know who else influence people? Nonsense. <laughs> fucking true, isn't it? Yeah. Like, yeah. being an influencer, it's not that fucking... It's not, it, everybody wants to be an influencer. Just go and fucking groom some kid. <laughs> don't... <laughs> Yeah, yeah that, that's, too, that, that's too much of a long game. That's a long game you're playing there. Taking a dark turn this now, like I'm fucking four, but I'm four fucking drinks deep. That I think oh, it's yeah. the perfect time. Let's let's switch to our uh, ding 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 ding. That's the interlude tune. Is it time? Let, let's go to the would you rather round. Oh dear. <laughs> right. So, have you got your list? Yeah, I have a few questions. Right, I've got, I, I, I've, I've come up with ten, right? Yeah, now, I've about ten. Great. So what I was thinking, let's just fucking flip flop between them, and like I'm, not, I, I've got a list here, and I'm not gonna keep it in going up with there. Someone was trying to ring us on Skype. What the fuck do I do here? Just hang up. Hang up. Ignore them. I'm, they're trying to get us in a group chat, but I, right, fuck it. I'll ignore them for now. Right. Yeah. So basically, what I think, what I figure we do. So I've got them. I've got kind of like I've got some ones that are kind of. So I've got some stupid ones. I've got some deep ones. I've got some dodgy ones. Yeah, you know? I'm kind of saying I've a mix. I've grotesque to funny and whatever. Yeah. Right. So who wants to start? Do you want to go first? That's your podcast. You start. Okay. I need to see what standard we're setting. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. So, would you rather be a reverse centaur or a reverse merman? Oh, fuck. Reverse centaur. So, <laughs> so legs and a penis and then a horse upper body. Yeah. <laughs> or a reverse or a mer- rever- merman. Or a reverse merman. So, or a no, cloak. fuck that. Having a fish head. No, a fish, fish head. head. No, yeah, so reverse merman is someone with a fish head, isn't it? No. Yeah. Nah, fuck that. Like, people, there are a certain group of people who find horses very sexually exhilarating. So I reckon, you know, if you're a good-looking horse and you're hung like a horse or even like a human, I suppose, you could get away. No, I'm going to go with reverse centaur. Reverse centaur. You would be hung like a human, though. Yeah, but if if I have what I have already, it's... So, So you still have your pathetic dick. Yeah, so it's the same as being hung like a horse, so. Yeah, Grant. <laughs> that was excellent. What a response. In fact, if I was allowed to keep my own penis, I'd just be a, a normal horse. It wouldn't need to be. <laughs> <laughs> Again, superb answer. Well done. What well would you say? Right, come on and hit me. Okay, now let me see, let me see. Uh, this I'm going to start off with a funny one. Would you rather, and don't answer straight away, think about it. Would you rather have a head the size of a tennis ball or four times its current size? Right, here's the thing, right? Now, I'm not, this isn't my answer, right? But 
I've been called out for having a fucking tiny head all the time, like, anyway. <laughs> and it's not that I've got a tiny head, it's just that my upper body is so fucking large. <laughs> like, it's actually a normal fucking head. <laughs> oh. Size of a tennis ball. So are we talking, like, you know, in um, Beetlejuice? Yeah. Where he's in the, where yes. in the room? Yes. Yes, that's exactly what it'd be. <laughs> Or four times. Yeah, so I suppose that'd be... What's your man? Hey Arnold, is it? <laughs> Head like Hey Arnold. <laughs> oh, Jesus. It'd be mad. Like, four times is big. That's a big fucking head. I mean, either way, you're going to have a fucking bother getting glasses fit, aren't you? <laughs> 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 right, I'm going to go with... I think four times the size. Really? Right, purely because, like... Like, look, my head looks fucking stupid enough as it is on these shoulders, but to have a tennis, like a tennis ball there, I don't think that's good, like. Yeah. You'd be fucking savage at licking girls out as well. <laughs> think how big your tongue would be, they'd love it. You'd, you'd, you'd end up being one of these ones. Yeah, but would like, literally any girl you go with would literally need to have to be able to do the splits to allow your head to get in there. Yeah. But like, but you think about it, right? It's you'd be the kind of guy where like people wouldn't want to admit that they were like that 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 they were like doing stuff with you and that, but like they'd all want to. Mm, oh, I see what, you know mean. what I mean. Yeah. Like you know, if you had like a fucking proper deformed thumb and it was massive, or yeah. sorry, like a deformed finger and they'd be like, Ugh, look at his finger, but at the same time be like, <laughs> fuck me, imagine that inside is. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I don't think the tennis head would do that, no. Exactly. It, 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 I'd go with the four-time size head. Okay. Right. Hit me. What's your next one? Okay. I feel like I need to go with a stupid one now. Okay. So would you rather have out-of-control body hair or really bad beal? Is the out-of-control body hair literally... Below your clothes, it's not like that wolf shit where your face so, and everything. Right, so, so, so your face will be normal now. You still have that glorious beard. That oh yeah, body hair. I take the body you, hair. You might get, you might get a little bit on the cheeks. Yeah. Okay. Like, like, like Wolverine, but like out of control body hair, where like you would have to like shave it in the morning, and then like, so like, you, so you'd have like a five o'clock shadow, like fucking by dinner time. Yeah. No, I take the out of control body hair. Out of control body hair. Yeah. Like the thing is. You know when people have really bad BO and they try mask it with like links and aftershave and stuff and you get that mixture of, that smells worse than anything by itself. Yeah. A mixture of perfume and BO. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd go with the out of control body hair. I'm with you on that one, Mike. Okay, let me. I'm worried about my BO, so. Oh, here's, here's one now. Right. Oh, fuck. No, no, no sexual ones yet. Would you, <laughs> yes. would you rather pull out all of the nails out of your fingers and toes or pull all of the teeth out of your head out of your mouth which would you rather do to yourself fuck yeah right well there's more teeth let's equate them that's what I thought as well let's equate them 20 teeth or all the fingers and toenails teeth I think Mate, I've got a mate, I've got a proper thing on my fucking fingernails and toenails. Have you seen the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the remake though? 
I don't know. Not oh, yeah, original. yeah. I've seen the original. Yeah, I think the remake, yeah. So, the remake, there's a bit where she's getting dragged down into the basement, and she's fucking clawing for her life. Yeah. And she's got her fingers on the fucking wall, and she's getting dragged down, and you see her fingernails snap off. <laughs> Mate, that makes me fucking sick. Nah, teeth. Okay, okay, yeah. I don't know, that's a tough one. But yeah, probably, as weird as it sounds, you would go with the teeth, probably, wouldn't you? I'd go with the teeth, mate, like. Yeah. I don't know why, but I just... Yeah, like, two of them are excruciatingly painful. You can't I think... I feel like... like, as well, like... <clears throat> it's weird, actually, because I feel like the teeth would hurt more. Yeah, but somehow it's... It's more sensitive? Yeah, it's like, it would hurt more, but somehow it's more bearable. Yeah? Yeah, I don't know, it's strange. That, that's, is, strange. That's, that, that, that actually blew my mind a little bit, that one, to be fair. <laughs> Oof. Yeah, right. Little bit of a little bit of a um. One that's gonna get you thinking here. Okay. Would you rather see ten minutes into your own future or the future of anybody else? It's a tough that, one, isn't it? It's it's a tough one because again, if you, that the idea of determinism is something that intrigues me. Um, the idea that any of our actions we do, you know, you know, when people regret something, like, oh, I wish I did something different. It's like, that's a stupid thing to regret because stupid. you couldn't have actually done anything different. Because in order for you to make the different decision in any given scenario, everything leading up to that point in your life would have had to have been altered. You yeah. know what I mean? In in any given scenario, mm-hmm. when you make a decision. You couldn't have actually made the other decision because everything preceding that would have had to have been different for you to okay. make that other decision. So that that's something that blows my I've never looked at it like that before. What I always say, I always say I don't have any regrets about anything that I have done because mm. without all of those things happening, I wouldn't have the same kind of thought process what I have right now. But it's the exact same thing of why you made that decision at the time. The yeah. reason you had that thought process at the time is because everything preceding that moment in your life yeah. dictated how you evaluated that scenario and the decision you made. Yeah. So therefore, regretting that decision is pointless because yeah. you're like, Jesus, why didn't I do the other thing? It's like, because everything else in your life would have had to have been different for you to do that other thing. So that, that's... I will say this, though. Fucking hell, my first world championships... There was this Romanian bird that I definitely should have fucking tried to shag. (laughs) She was fucking unbelievable. But it's like, but that's actually mad, isn't it? Because I kind of think like the way that I actually approached my powerlifting and everything, like I was like, I know for a fucking fact I took it way too seriously and went too far with it. But I had to do that to have this perspective right that I've got right now. Yeah. So I don't believe in like I don't actually believe in like having regrets and all that sort of stuff because it's one of those things like it, uh, I, I don't I don't know like I definitely feel like I've got a good perspective on kind of where I'm at right now and what I want from life and everything and you have to go through all of those things to actually have that perspective so like take like a, take a bad breakup or a bad relationship for example. Like, I don't regret any of my previous relationships and everything because it's kind of like you can't, every time you go through something like that, you get a little bit closer to knowing what you actually want from a partner. Mm, true. You know what I mean? 
True. Yeah, that that like, but it's and it goes back to this whole like the way people are during this lockdown. They're dwelling on the negative. They're dwelling on all the things that they can't do with the training, rather than thinking, yeah, but I get, to, but I get to do like I've got me fucking speed ladder out. I get to do ladder drills. Yeah. I get to do meds and ball slams. I get to make sandbags and do shit like that. Yeah, I like do. I think that that's important. So many people can apply that to all areas of life. Like I get to go to work today. Mm. I get to do that. And what what I find, I like um, some of the basic tenets behind cognitive behavioral therapy, which is, and again, I'm paraphrasing, I'm probably butchering what the therapy actually means, but essentially, life is shit. On average, for most people on this planet, life is shit. It's pretty shit. And it's the reason why religion does so well, because we can get into that, but essentially religion births, religion, in my opinion, births from two main areas. Firstly, it's a fear of death. People don't like fear of there not being more beyond this. So, yeah, great. Secondly, it makes it easier for a a power hierarchical structure for people at the top to say, look, your life is shit. But if you do good, don't rebel against us and give us money. When this is all over, you get eternity of living in paradise. It's it's great. I love a good rogue. Like, that's fucking, that's the ultimate rogue. Like, but... The, this idea of cognitive behavioral therapy is like, look, life is pretty shit. Um, sadness, death, uh, mourning, all of these things, they are going to happen to you in your life. They, they are inevitable. Your mm. life is going to have shit times. But what you can control is how you appraise and react to those shit times. And, and I, I like that kind of concept. Like, look, sh- shittiness is inevitable in life. It's yeah. going to happen to you. If it doesn't, you are, my God, you are an outlier on the highest yeah. outside of things. If you have a sweet life that no fucking sorrow ever comes to you. But for most of us, we're going to go through shit times and we can't control it. We can't stop it happening. But we can, to some degree, control how we react and uh, approach those situations. So I, I like that concept. Anyway, getting back to what you asked, which was, I would rather see 10 minutes into someone else's future because at the base of it, I'm a fucking sociopath, and I would find a way to manipulate that situation to my benefit. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, literally, it'd be great. So, oh, something bad's going to happen to that person. I can prevent that and put them within my debt. <laughs> what more could you want? <laughs> like? <clears throat> oh, oh, they're a fucking prick. I'm going to make that shit happen sooner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, what, what more could you want? That, that's perfect. <laughs> Oh, right. Let me get one interesting. Okay. <laughs> so, do you want a funny one or a sexual one? <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> may it surprise me. Okay, this one is intriguing. Now, think about it for a sec. You can only hear one song for the rest of your life, repeated multiple times per day, all day, every day. It is either Bohemian Rhapsody or Johnny Cash's Ring of Fire with those fucking trumpets. Which is it? Right. So before I get into this, what I will say is I've had fucking Macho Man in my head all day. (laughs) (laughs) I swear to God. We were fucking... So I've been helping fucking paint at the gym. (sighs) Like, we were fucking miles away from everybody and all that sort of stuff. And I would be helping out fucking paint because, like, one person trying to do all that shit. Fuck me. That would have been horrible. 
So, and I'm just being fucking going, like, it, just, I'm just being fucking pain and going, hey, 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 macho, macho man. <laughs> I've been propagated anyway, but it's been like every kind of like, I've been bursting into song every half an hour or so, but then humming it every five minutes. Oh. It's been fucking horrendous, and now that I've brought it up, I've just realised that I hadn't actually thought about it for a good few hours, <laughs> and now it's probably back in my head for the rest of the night. Now, fuck. Right, what were the songs? Ring of Fire and um, fucking yeah, Damien Rhapsody. Rhapsody. Right, it'd be Ring of Fire, right? And um, wait there. What other Johnny Cash songs are there? Ooh, um, cocaine blues. I'm sure it's Ring of Fire, right? So when, I used, Amer- when I used to play American football for Gateshead, um, no, it wasn't Ring of Fire. Describe it, I'm a fairly I'm a Johnny Cash fan. I don't even think it is a Johnny Cash song now. I think about it actually. But one of our rituals was um, Papa loves Mambo. That is so powerful, Johnny Cash. Is it? I don't know the music. But one of our rituals was that song. I think I think that's that's someone like fucking Lou Bega, Mambo Number no. Five shit. No, it's not, man. It's not. It's not Lou Bega. I'm, I know that song off the fucking. I know. Yeah, that but song. I think Lou Bega sang something like that. Hold on now. Papa loves Mambo. That that like so right. It would go. It would be Ring of Fire because um there was a good there was a fighter that I used to really like John Fitch and that was his entrance music and I just think it's a fucking cool song. I'm not a big fan of the Human Rhapsody. Yeah, that's the one. Papa loves Mambo. This is it. Papa loves Mambo. Harry Como. <laughs> so we were on a um, we were on a tour of Amsterdam. Uh, me and the American football team, Gator Senators, and we were fucking on the bus, and that song came on. I think it was like it just we all just fucking went wild for some reason and we just started singing along to that song. So then every time we played a game at that tour, we would do that bit. So the quarterback, Ben, he'd start it off, he'd go he would just start it off with and then we'd all start going Papa loves Mambo. <laughs> and it became like a proper fucking ritual. We did it before and after oh, every man. game. Now it's got fuck all to do with Johnny Cash or fucking <laughs> 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 But I don't know. My mind instantly went there. But I'm going to say Ring of Fire because it's a fucking much better song. It is, but those trumpets, I'd say, by the end of it. Oh. <laughs> uh. A couple of years in, I those trumpets just fucking. Yeah, up. I'm gonna forget about the trumpets, but um, it's just I love the ding diddling, ding ding diddling, ding ding diddling, ding ding. I love that. That's true. That's true. Here, I'm just running to the toilet. You select the next one for me. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, David. Yeah. Fuck off. Fucking prick. <laughs> <laughs> E fucking hell. Well, um, I don't really know what to do in this situation because this is the first time I'm recording a podcast with a guest. And I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. I'm not going to have the fucking... I'm not going to have the mental clarity to 
write down the timestamp so I can actually cut this bit out. Sam's going to keep talking. Um, but do you, do you honestly think anyone is still listening to our rambling at this point? I fucking hope they are. <laughs> I'd say they are. I, I, Can't they have right. a quick piss? Uh-huh. Have a quick piss? Yeah, I, I was holding it back for quite a while. It came out like a, a pressure washer. <laughs> In your pants by the fucking sounds of it. <laughs> Uh, but that's something that I find interesting. It's um, so I'm classed as a fitness professional, researcher, whatever. I don't listen to that many fitness podcasts. In nah, me either, mate, me either. I don't. When when I listen to stuff, I like listening for a bit of escapism or something yeah, a bit. I'm exactly the same. Outside, the only one I kind of listen to is um. So I, I love Danny Lennon, Sigma Nutrition, but it, it, like that, if it's not a topic I'm interested in, oh, I was like, that sounds good. I listened to Greg and um, Eric on the yeah. Stronger by Science, but I prefer their fireside chat ones where they're just talking shit and just talking. Right. Do you, you know, know what? I've actually that one in a while. Um, when I was getting ready for the bodybuilding comp last year, I was listening to a lot of um, 3DMJ. Okay. Like, I really fucking like um, Eric and Alberto. I don't really know the other ones all that well, but um, like, like them people just awesome. shooting shit like we're doing here, just having real conversations in terms of like I don't want to be, like, I don't want to talk about fucking research and all that sort of shit. I want to just, I want to just passively aggressively slag people off. Yeah, and you know what this. annoys me, and like I, obviously I host a, a fitness podcast, whatever you like to call it, more on sports science end of stuff, but I bring on guests. I tried to bring on guests that haven't been on other podcasts before, but give people a new platform that deserve it. But when I've had uh, Eric Helms on a few times, I love Eric. But when I bring him on, what a guy! Fucking oh. really, shout out to Eric Helms, some yeah. fucking boy. I I I love Eric, but when I bring him on, I try to talk about something he's never talked about. Because Eric will not say no to a podcast. He's such a nice guy. He will go on anyone's podcast. And they ask him the same questions he's been asked on 20 other fucking podcasts. I fucking weird again. to do the same things over and over. Where I'll send you, I don't know um, if you listen to, I had Eric on once. And literally, it was the most light bulb moment I ever had with, with a guest where I'm like, what the fuck just happened on that episode? Where Eric came on, and I wanted to ask a couple of personal questions about the motivation behind why he does stuff. Because no one had ever seemed to asking about this i'm like why do you go on so many podcasts like even low level ones you give up so much your time and all this but one of the questions i asked him was like if eric helms wasn't eric helms today and you didn't follow this career path what would have the other career path you would have followed been what would you think you would have ended up as and he's like okay so an alternate reality where i didn't get introduced to weightlift and everything like that i don't know if you know but he tried to make it as a rapper for a while oh, i've heard about this yeah, yeah. And like he came out that as like, and I, I'd never heard it. he'd never talked about this on any platform for us. He's like, <laughs> in my early years, I was in um into hip hop in a big ways. Like I used to go around and sell CDs out of back of the cars and go to rap battles and all this shit. And I and I said, Eric, it, are any of those recordings still available? He's like, oh yeah. He's like, his uh, name was Equel. That was his rap name, Equel. He's like, you'll find it there on whatever. And he sent me the links, and he allowed me to use one of his um, tracks as the playout music to the end of the podcast. So at the end of it, you just have a minute of Eric fucking throwing down bars from when he was like 19, 20 years of age. And That's a fucking awful name, lad. 
<laughs> Eric, what the fuck were you thinking with that name, man? <laughs> fuck me. Equal. Equal. As in equal, but equal. Equal. Oh, my God. So, it, it's those wow. type of things. It's when you see that side of people that I really enjoy those type of podcasts. Yeah, and you actually I'm get same. to know someone a bit deeper. I'm the same. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm bored of fucking hearing about people's fucking, like, what they do when they squat. <laughs> and how they get fucking motivated for the gym. Fuck that. How do you squat? Literally, literally, you. I tell you what, you put the bar on your back, squat down, stand back up. Yeah, that's it. If you're lucky. If if you're lucky, like <laughs> that's a, when when I train with Arthur, I do. He enjoys training with me, even if he won't admit it. But he it annoys him because he'll be getting like all pumped, ready for a squat, and he'll do it. And he's like, "How did that look?" I was like, "Yeah, that looked good." But next time, stand up a bit quicker. <laughs> you know what I mean? or something like that but what was funny I put tongue and cheek on my Instagram about a year and a half ago two years ago I put here's a good tip for squatting I was like when you get down when you squat down when you're in the hole stand straight back up that's what I put on and Arthur messaged me a couple of days later one of his clients was after PR and and Arthur's like, Jesus, great squat. He's like, yeah, he's like, David Nolan's cue from the other night just really clicked with me. He's like, when I went down, I said, just stand straight back up. The oh. man fjord off the back of it. <laughs> yes! Oh, mate, do you know what it is, right? That is the perfect fucking, like, that, that like, like don't like don't worry, we aren't wrapping this up because I still want, I still want two more questions yeah. each. But... That just sums up what we were talking about earlier perfectly. Like, fucking, like, I bet they were fucking overthinking, like, what they're doing with the knees, what they're doing with the hips, like, are they spreading the fucking feet around the floor and all that sort of stuff. And I bet you it hadn't even come to the fucking head to just stand up quicker. Yeah, like, literally that was it. He was overthinking it when he's like, I'll just stand back up with it. And that, in fairness, when that happened, I started thinking about my own queuing and trying to make it as simple as I can. Literally, you know what I mean? Like, what I think works terrifically in the bench is push to the roof. Stop thinking about everything else. Just literally, yeah. your hands, try push them to the roof. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's one of those things where, like, you kind of have to have a good number of years to be able to trust in the fact that you can stay tight. And still do that, because if you give that to a if you give that to a novice, they're probably gonna fucking lose like they're gonna lose position everywhere. Yeah. Thinking that, but I know for a fact that I've been benching for so long that I can keep my fucking yeah. shoulder blades pulled all the way back and still get a shitload of force. But even what like, I find works well in the bench for intermediate benchers is keep pushing as hard as you can. Literally, that that doesn't click with a lot of people. No. A lot of people like keep trying to accelerate the bar, keep pushing as hard as you can the whole way through. And that actually has clicked with so many people that yeah. I don't understand. There's something like people get to the intermediate part and somehow they just stop pushing. <laughs> and this and this even goes back to what we were talking about where people try and fucking be too unique and too out of the box. It's just like like they'll be like, right, Oh you fucker, that's a volatile bottle. <laughs> Go on, son. But, um, like, 
people will be like, ah, oh, like, it's just so fucking, it, it doesn't need to be as complicated as it actually, as they want it to be. I'm still here. Oh, you're still there, good. Like, it doesn't have to be that complicated. It's like, oh, well, um, like, me left foot was, me left foot was slightly in compared to what it normally is. Really, is it that? Or did you just fucking bottle it? Yeah. That, that, do you know what I mean? Like, you don't need to talk about that. The, The ability, one of the biggest skills that people forget about when moving from novice, intermediate to advanced powerlifter is your ability to just to grind and stay with it. Like, that is essentially it. There's so many lifts that people can get, but to just bail too early. And don't, like, actually, that that meet we did together in Cork, you remember my final squat. I'd say the concentric portion was a solid eight seconds. It was, I lost a bit of my life in that fucking squat. It definitely took a few months off your life, that, like. But if I was a younger lifter, I would have bailed. It's that ability to keep pushing when the bar is not moving. Yeah. And suddenly it starts to move a little bit, and then to keep with it. That's it, what's the difference. It just comes with experience as well, though. It's like, like it's one of those. It, it's the same kind of thing as like not like not regretting previous decisions and all that sort of stuff. The reason why you learned how to grind was probably through failing it a couple of times and being told, yeah, "Do you know what it is? Like you just gave up on it too early. Like just keep going with it next time." And I bet you mm-hmm. that comes up. And it's just like, it's one of those, like, without you learning that you had to, like, without you bailing early or kind of, like, having a position where, even when you come out of position or something like that, you need to go through that to learn how not to let it happen again. Mm. You know? And, like, mate, that was a fucking hell of a grind. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. remember that well, to be fair. Like, uh-huh. swear to God, I, I might have even said to you, I think I would have even fucking bailed on that at one point. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. That that definitely took years off my life. Anyway, give me the next would you rather. Let's start to bring it back. Is it my turn or is it your turn? Um, no, I went, the, I went to the toilet and I told you to have one ready for me. Oh, yeah, that's right. I didn't even fucking do that. Okay, so now... So I've got ten here, but... Like, we're getting on... Any, it, it's probably going to be about two hours by the time we do this, so I have to do two more. Yeah, okay, sounds good. So... Okay. <laughs> would you <laughs> would you rather randomly time travel every time you fart or teleport to a different place on Earth every time you sneeze? In the same timeline though? What do you mean in the same timeline? So every time so like, I so, sneeze, so, 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 I went so to a different so part of the world now, at a different right? time. So it's 2020 now. Yeah. If you sneezed, you'd, you'd fucking end up in New Zealand. In a random year. No, no, in the same year, just okay. 2020 in New Zealand. But if you farted, you might end up in fucking 1970. I take the sneeze, man. I, I fart too much for that. I, I wouldn't be able to acclimatize that any new time. Um, but you also might go in the future. What? You also might go in the future as well, though. So it's like it's yeah. it's backwards and forwards. Like it's yeah, a random it's point in time. to a new time. No, because the sneeze. Okay, I'm in a different country, but I can have a bit of a cheap holiday. I didn't pay for the flight and just get a <laughs> fly home when I'm done. And my life is still going on. Yeah, no, I take the sneeze. Oh, that was way easier. Than I thought it was going to be. 
Yeah. Why would you take the fart? I don't know. Like, I quite like the idea of farting and then being like, oh, fuck, there's a dinosaur. And then, like, and then, and then having to, like, sort of will a fart just to try and end up back in a place where I wasn't in danger. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I like the idea of that, do you know what I mean? Yeah, it, it keeps it interesting. Okay, let me... Uh... It'd, be like, it'd be like a really immature quantum leap. Remember that show, Quantum Leap? Yeah. Yeah. Where you go back and, he, and, and like the only way you could actually travel again was to solve out solve the fucking person's problem. And yeah. I fought multiple times a day, like you, you more than you. Oh, Interesting. Now let me see. I have a good one now here. Let me see. Oh, sexual or funny? Um, okay. Would you rather orga- orgasm uncontrollably and loudly whenever you see someone you find attractive? Or be incapable of orgasming ever again. Hmm. Fuck me. So basically, what this is, it's a question between. Because there's there's not many things I feel better than fucking jizzing. But you're probably think about how many people you may see on a normal day, especially working in a gym. You find them attractive. Me, I fall in love fucking 30 times a day, me. Fuck me. I just see lasses on the street and I'm just like, oh my god. So, anytime I see an attractive girl, I'm gonna jizz. But really loudly moan. You know, you loudly orgasm. like obvious. Or never ever jizz again. Oh, no one wanted pregnancies. True, true, but you never get to finish any time you have sex. But I'd be a fucking legend because I just have these fucking like just marathon humping sessions. No, okay, yeah, but you'd last as long as you normally would, and your dick will just go flaccid without actually getting to climax. Oh. That would make me a bit of a loser. But then so does the other one. Right. Oh, the sound's gone. No, no, it's still there. Oh, no, you're still there. Right, so, okay then. So, in the other scenario, do I still... Do I, um... So, even though I come... Even though I jizz in my pants whenever I see somebody attractive, do I still get to actually come? Oh, yeah. Oh, well, that one then. Okay. I'm I'm pretty confident in my ability to talk myself out of most shit. Mm. So I would just like, I'd I'd I would definitely be able to sweet talk me way into kind of like convincing them that it's just because they're so attractive that that's what that's the reason that happened. And um, like if the let if the if they give me a chance that I will absolutely rock the world. Yeah, I'll go with that one. That's interesting. I just want to know how many times. You'd be trying to explain to a girl it's just because she's so unbelievably attractive, and then another attractive girl walks by, and you start Ooh, all going yeah. at them. <laughs> well, to be honest with you, mate, I think I'm going to have to fucking use that excuse a couple of times uh, when this whole lockdown, when this whole ro- lockdown is. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me, he's going to be two pumps in a squirt. Oh, I tell you, um, <laughs> what? What? My uh, my housemate's father. 
said to me today, <laughs> he, he described it as, uh, the next time you get the ride, it'll be like bees coming out of a beehive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a fucking, it's so true. Oh. Mate. Oh my god. It's like, I'm gonna have to actually kinda like, you know like when I'm like buying a lass of fucking drink at the bar? Mm. I'm like, right look, I don't wanna be too presumptuous, I don't wanna be too forward, but I'd just like you to know that if this does go a little bit further, you're gonna have to give me like two or three fucking goals before you really fucking like, before you really formulate an opinion. <laughs> That's brilliant. That's brilliant. Okay, hit me. Second last one. Your second, second last one. one. Hit me with it. Right. <laughs> so, would you rather have every shirt you wear be itchy or only be able to use one ply toilet paper? I'm going to admit something here now. <laughs> you only use one ply toilet paper. My, yeah, my housemate works for the army and he gets some military toilet paper. I currently use it and, you know, you know when toilet paper's too soft, it doesn't really do the job. You know what I mean? You want, <laughs> you want something that causes a bit of friction and actually does its purpose. So, yeah, I'm going to go with the one ply. Horrible, man. <laughs> That's fucking awful, man. I'm going to go on single ply. I'm giving my hoop the fucking leisurely treatment every single time. That, that's that's the type of shit. That's the type of notions that causes these economic booms and crisis. <laughs> fucking, like, you know, Tyler Roll was invented. Single ply did a sufficient job. And then someone's like, why don't we add a second layer? Double the cost. And then someone went triple ply and fucking <laughs> lost their shit. Like, people yeah, get notions like man. this. And it causes the Great Depression. It's the luxury, though. The luxury. Triple ply Tyler Roll caused COVID-19. Illuminati support. <laughs> Illuminati support. <laughs> right, do you know what it is? You answered that one way too quickly. So I'm fucking giving you all one, yeah. Okay. Right. Would you rather fart loudly every time you have a serious conversation or burp, re- or burp after every quiz? Burp after every piss. Every kiss. Oh, kiss. Oh, Jesus. And also as well, it's like the intensity, the intensity of each situation determines how bad the fart or the the burp is. So if it's like, if it's a little peck, a little peck, it's like, but if it's a full on like fucking pash, like you're going to full on just like, like think of like the, think of just like, like, and you haven't burped once until you finish that meal and then the whole thing comes out so it's every so and then if it's a really really serious conversation it means the fart's going to be fucking ridiculous Uh, oh fuck Um, I I think I would go with the fart and just try to preface the conversation and pass it off as a medical condition or something like that because in the middle of foreplay and let something like that go and she's like yeah let's keep going you know it'd kill the mood and even if you even if they accepted like oh he's going to burp like this and you kept going they're just kind of like ah oh, 
you know, the mood is gone. You wouldn't, it may as well just have a fucking blow up doll or something. Yeah, oh. no, I'm going to go with the farting. Wait, do you know what I fucking pictured there? Have you seen Joker? <laughs> yeah. You know, Quacky and Phoenix, where, like, he starts pissing himself laughing on the train and he hands that fucking <laughs> face <to> God. <laughs> Before we have this conversation, read this. <laughs> oh, That's what oh. I it. <laughs> but I think you could pass that off. I think that, that would yeah, work. You could, you know. Uh. <laughs> but see, what I'm thinking for me, is public speaking classified as a serious conversation with an audience? Ah, oh, that's not like every time I lecture, it's just like ripping it for the hour. At the same time as well, though, if you were public speaking and somebody asked you like a really kind of like serious question, <laughs> that would fucking definitely be it. So like, it wouldn't be a case of like, you're being serious and you're talking to a lot of people. That's not a conversation. That's you talking at people. But if somebody piped up with a fucking question about something that was pretty serious, you probably would off. David, did oh, you touch those kids? Well, <laughs> David, did you, you touch don't have those to kids? Fucking your ass. No, and a massive fucking fart coming <laughs> out. touch kids. <laughs> yeah, no, but it'd be like, of course I fucking did. Like, no seriousness involved. No seriousness required. Yeah, just completely. Yeah, why? Have we any proper questions, please? Come yeah. On. <laughs> yeah, like, I thought we were having serious questions here. Yeah, of course I fucking did. Okay, let me see now. Let me see. What will we go with? Okay. Would you rather shit yourself uncontrollably in public once a week without warning for the rest of your life or shit yourself uncontrollably in private three times a day for the rest of your life? Once a week or three times a day? Public versus private. Right. Once a week? That shit's going to get expensive. So middle of a PT session, no warning, just bang. Uncontrolled diarrhea. Yeah. Like, you think about it, right? You let people know what's going to happen first. Like, you say, like, right, look, I've got this condition where... I can just randomly shit myself. Um, if it happens, I'm just going to fucking run off and, like... Look, I'll, look. at some point during this session, there's a very good chance I'm going to have to run off and, like, just go and sort myself out. Um, it's nothing bad. Like, nothing alarming. I've just shit my pants. Um, I'm going to make sure that I come back not smelling. If you're still okay to train... Like, at least then, it fucking, like... It separates the fucking weed from the chaff. Uh, from the chaff. Like... If people really want to train with you, they'll have to accept that. If they can't, if they can't, if they can't handle me at my worst, they don't deserve me at my best. You know what I'm saying? Okay, you you got that too quick. I'm giving you another one. Uh... <laughs> but but the reason is though because three times a day would get expensive as fuck. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That, 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 that's the sole reason. It's like fucking money over pride. Fucking, I've got no shame as it is. This one, I don't know whether or not it's a difficult one or not. Okay. 
If you answer this quick, I'll go with a, f- a quick fire follow up. Would you rather? Would you rather have sex with your mother in secret and no one ever knows, or not have sex with your mother, but everyone you meet for the rest of your life 100% believes you did and you can't change their opinion? Nah, that's too easy. That one, I wouldn't give a fuck. Yeah, because it's like that's, it's that's what I thought. Yeah, it's the whole fucking steroid thing. Ah, yeah. it's the whole steroid thing over again. It's just like people don't believe that I've never taken anything like that in my life, okay. and it's just like right. I couldn't give a right. fuck. Let's cut that. Right? Would you rather lose the function of your sexual organs forever, or gain one hundred kilos on top of what you already are of pure fat? For the rest of your life. Either way, I'm probably not going to fucking get to use it again. Oh. Like, imagine Screamer near 200 kilos. Fucking hell. Like, you're, you're that kind of level of, you know that save my life shit level of obesity like where you're, you're non-functional. I need a fucking fork. I need a fucking crane to get me out of my house and fucking mm-hmm. knock the wall, knock the wall off. Yeah, it'd be the dick. It'd be. I, I, um, I'd rather. I'd rather lose. I'd rather lose function of my sexual organs. Um, I'd, I'd still have a tongue. I'd still have a couple of fingers. <laughs> you'd just get really good at finger blasting, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah, you'd have to. Just give somebody a good old fucking comprehensive style finger blasting behind the sheds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'd, you'd still do all right. It'd be, it'd be shit. Like you wouldn't get the come and all that sort of stuff. But ah, fuck it. Like I'd rather like something like that. I'd rather still be able to fucking run about and like be physical and be active over something like that. I mean, like fucking hell. It's been a while since I've had it. Fuck it. Since I've had a shag anyway. So who's <laughs> off? This is a fucking um, part right. of life out of me, that. Hit me with your last one. Let's go. The last one. See, I feel like the last one isn't really all that. The last one. Right, do you know what? I want you to hit me with an, with one more while I find another one. Okay. This, this is one now. It's a bit of a, a playful one, and we can both... Well, I have two, okay? Right. Would you rather have your thoughts broadcasted so that everyone will always know what you're thinking while you are thinking it or never be allowed to wear clothes again <laughs> probably a stupid one considering your only fans account has just started <laughs> but I do both of those things anyway at the minute Yeah, it's kind of like anytime I get any kind of a thought I just fucking put it out there anyway but this is 24 hours a day anyone can log on what screamer thinking about at this exact second Oh Jesus! Oh, I just, I have some like I personally, I'd end up in prison if that was the case. <laughs> I know I'm the same, mate. Yeah. Would oh. never be allowed to wear a shred of clothes ever again in your life. Like, think about if you go on holidays to a cold country or anything like that. No clothes, no jackets. Oh, a cold like when I went to Iceland. Anywhere, anywhere, you're naked. For the rest of your life. Yes. Does make it hard, that'd be fair. Have you seen that film, The Circle? The Circle? 
on Netflix. That's kind of what it's like. No, I don't think I've seen that. It's pretty good. Tom Hanks and Emma Watson. It's pretty much. Oh, I keep meaning to watch that because I like the cast, but I haven't watched it yet. It's pretty good and it's kind of a similar thing where it's not the thought, but it's just like she basically like there's a fucking feed. It's kind of like a, a modern day Truman show. Whereas it's not a TV channel. It's a fucking constant stream of her life. Oh, through her eyes. I think I, can't, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think it is. That's fucked up. Mate, it's pretty good. You know, you should, you should watch that. But the other one you should watch on Netflix is um, I think it's called The Pit. I don't know if you've seen that. Spanish one. Uh huh. No, that's a platform. The platform. Sorry, not the maybe pit. it's the platform. I don't know. But it's basically it's a prison they're in. Yes. Yes. Amazing. That that was good. I like that. That was excellent. That like, I didn't. I didn't quite understand the end though. I must admit. Yeah, no, I I didn't understand the end either. The end so. fucked me off a little bit. Like, I didn't really. I was like, kind of disappointed when it ended that way because it was yeah, so good leading I, I, up. I want to watch it again and kind of think like all the clues in the film that kind of like give that a bit more meaning that I didn't pick up the first time. I know I don't like that idea. Like you should be able to watch a film once and get it. You shouldn't have to go rewatch a film to get it. Yeah, I know. But there is certain films, like when you watch Shutter Island for the second time, it's nice knowing the way it ends and yeah. then seeing the subtleties in it. Uh-huh. So I'm wondering if that's the same kind of thing. Ooh, I'm going to go with the clothes. No clothes. No clothes. No clothes, mate. My mind's too fucked up. Yeah, I think so. But it, you can become that guy, can't you? It's like that guy, you know, in um, Times Square that just stands in the nappy or whatever it is. He's just that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's one of those things where, like, right, so the way I kind of, like, justify this is my thoughts are pretty outrageous to the point where, like, there'd always be some kind of, like, fuck me, I can't believe he's thinking that. Hmm. Whereas, if you just fucking bollock naked, people get used to it. Yeah. The other thing is, when your thoughts are broadcast, more than likely, you would have most people thinking, yeah, I've thought the same thing before, but they just won't say it publicly. Most people have the same thoughts, they just won't say it publicly. Yeah, no, I can totally get that. Yeah, a bit of clothes. Mm, okay, interesting. Have you one for me? Okay. Right. It's not sexual, I'm out like that, but it is pretty cool. Would you rather have everything you draw become real, but be permanently terrible at drawing or be able to fly but only as fast as you can walk I take the flying what you like you draw terribly like what what would you draw for yourself you could draw a cock and it'd fucking come real like you could draw yeah. a little you could, you could draw a little cartoon character in the shape of a cock and it'd yeah. come real and it could be your best mate Hold on, you you aspire to have a penis as, or not even a good looking penis, a wonky fucking fucked up penis as your best no, mate, no, rather no, no. be able to fly everywhere at a nice moderate pace. <laughs> would you not want to fly fast? Of course you would, but if it's a case between having a funny. Fucking, having a wonky penis as my best mate or to be able to fly at a, no, a safe speed a safe speed 
You assumed wonky penis. You said you draw terribly. You said you're only able to draw terribly. Oh, yeah. So whatever you draw is going to be a fucked up version of what you want it to be. Yeah, I suppose. But imagine drawing a duck. A fucked up duck. Yeah, and then like... But then, but then, like all ducks would look like that. A fuck. Yeah. But then all ducks would look like that. But all ducks wouldn't look like that. Just your fucked up duck would look like that, and it'd get bullied. It'd get bullied and fucking gang raped by all the other ducks. Right. You know what? Fair enough. You've absolutely fucking dumb with logic there. I just think I'm just fucking bottled. Like the ability to fly doesn't matter what speed. Imagine being able to cruise at ten thousand feet wherever you want to go. Cool. Hey, do you know what? That's actually a good point. Do you know what? I think I'm just fucking way too drunk at the minute. <laughs> okay, my last one. And this, again, it's not in sexual. I've got rid of my, all my sexual ones now. Um, would you rather be in the real world version of The Walking Dead or Jurassic Park? Ooh. <sighs> right. I've not actually watched The Walking Dead before. Um, but you know, zombies, you know the premise. There's fucking zombies coming all around. No, no, but, but what, 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 I want, what I need to know is, are the zombies fast or are they slow, like Night of the Living Dead? Night of the Living Dead. Well, some of them, they're as fast as they were when they were normal humans. So if they were right. a fat, slow, normal human, they're a fat, slow zombie. Oh, I think I'd go The Walking Dead, you know. I, would, I think it'd be better crack. Yeah, like, you're not going to kill them, old Jurassic Park fellas. But you'll well, have a bit crack like, trying to be like zombies I'm, on cod or something. And I, I'm faster than uh, quite a lot of people. Yeah, like, and I, thing is, I think I'd be I, I think I'd be sound if 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 things went that way. If you went in a car or a lorry or something, you can drive over the zombies. Yeah, you can't fucking, get with dinosaurs. Dinosaurs well, not, stand on you. You could with like them little fucking shit ones, like the Velociraptors and all that. But like, ah, yeah, but it's not. But they're quick. Like, they're too fucking quick. You're not running over a fucking T Rex. No, he laughs. He's just twatting you out of the fucking sky, isn't he? Do you know that um, what we represent, the visual representations of T Rexes, is actually quite wrong? T Rexes, when they actually look at now, they had massive feathers. They were like a yes. massive fucking bird, essentially. Yes. Isn't that crazy? It's mad. Yeah. Unreal. But, going back to what we went before, like, you could fart, and then you might fucking find yourself <laughs> being able to actually see that in person. So, that's why I take the fart. In the time travel one, I take the fart every time, me. And you know what people don't realise as well? It'll fuck a lot of people up. Man and dinosaurs never coexisted on Earth. Is that right? That's right. The Jurassic period, dinosaurs pre and their extinction predates the origin of man. So we never coincided on Earth at the same time. Fucking hell. Well, do you know what it is? I've always wanted to say this, but on that bombshell, <laughs> I end the show. <laughs> right, mate. That I, was a pleasure. Mate, I am absolutely fucking person for a piss, right? But while I go and do that, plug your shit and fucking... I'll come back and we'll finish it off. Fair enough. So, as Screamer evacuates his bladder, if anyone is interested in following up with me, you'll find pretty much everything I have under the company Synapse Performance. So, my website, www.synapseperformance.ie. 
Um, at in, on Instagram at Synapse Performance, on Twitter at David underscore Synapse. My email is David at SynapsePerformance.ie. I work as an SNC coach, sports science consultant, and researcher. So I do one-to-one coaching, but also work with quite a few companies in terms of content creation and content writing. If that is something that interests you, please do get in touch. And judging by the size of Screamer as a human, I imagine it will be quite a while before he gets back and joins us. So I'm going to try just keep the conversation going. And do I have any interesting facts that I could throw out to um, ponder you people? Um, Let me see. No. I did not expect to consume as much alcohol. I did not expect it to be a two-hour conversation. Um, And now I am just filling the airspace with words while I await Screamer to return. And it's it's getting both awkward for you as the listener and for me as the um, guest, I suppose. I think I hear Screamer in the background. I imagine he's awkwardly waiting behind the camera to see me suffer. <laughs> and he's right. back. I didn't wash my hands, but I've got my fucking sanitizer gel. That's fucking lube. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me. Oh, mate, do you know what it is? That was fucking class, that like. I I thoroughly enjoyed that, mate. That was that was a good conversation. That. that was unbelievable. I hope if anyone has made it this far into the conversation that they enjoyed it as well. <laughs> mate, do you know what? Not being funny, but as far as first ever podcasts with a guest go, that's got to be pretty fucking high up on the list, that like. I think so. But what what I liked is we went from absolute debauchery to actual useful content interspersed nicely through it all. People might actually take something away from this. <laughs> I fucking hope so. And eh, if they don't, fuck it. It was pretty funny. Yeah, it, I enjoyed just catching up with you, mate. Mate, that was pretty cool. Right, um, I've got no idea how to end these things right now, so... I'm just going to hit stop recording and I'll get better at that shit as time goes by, I guess. You got any final words? No, I've said everything I need to say, I think. Yeah, right. Well, thank you for listening. If you, as David said, if you are fucking still listening right now, thank you. And bye. Right. So that's the episode. Holy shit, that's some wind. I was going to go for a run, but fuck that. Oh, you know what it is? Pissing down outside. And um, I left that hammock out. Fuck's sake. Hope it gets sunny again later today and I'll get that dry otherwise. Anyway, I uh, hope you enjoyed that chat. Um, so, as you said, um, follow David. You can follow David at Silas Performance. On Instagram and all the other socials, like you'll find him, you'll find him on Instagram. And then, if you're interested in more, like you'll have links to everywhere you can find his content and everything. And he's just a great guy, and he's got a lot of knowledge, and he knows what the hell he's talking about. And he's very good at making everything simple, and that's what we need. We don't need like over the top, like. Research is great and all that sort of stuff, but it, like research should kind of inform how what we're going to do as athletes and what we're going to do as coaches. Like you don't have to be balls deep in the research to be a good coach or to be a good athlete. 
you just have to work hard and look like no matter what research you are reading what you're into right now just never lose sight of the fact that the basics will always work and there's way too many people who are in this kind of pandemic right now who are locked down and the thought they're not being able to not being able to train the way they want to and because they don't really have a good grasp of the basics like like the training's going to shit right now and man like doesn't matter what you do just get something done so this was a great chat i really enjoyed it um so if if you don't mind please um please give this a share just anybody who is just any i feel like i'm putting out a good message and like i'm just i'm being completely honest about everything and hopefully people out there who are listening to this can take something from it and yeah like i don't really have much else to say other than that so i'm gonna be doing these a bit more regularly because oh my god because more than anything it's just nice to catch up with your friends and you know like doing this sort of stuff it's it's a good excuse for me to actually stay in contact with people and not feel like i'm um being a burden on anybody and you know when you've got low self-esteem that's kind of one of those things that you do you don't want to bother people like i don't want to bother people with me problems and anything like that but um but it's one of those things where like i don't know like this is something that's kind of mutually beneficial like we both get to have a chat we both get to catch up we both get to talk about training put our thoughts and insights out there to the world and yeah like i think this is a good move for me um not just on a professional level but on a personal level as well i really do feel like this is going to help me kind of keep myself from getting so like depressed again and yeah i think it's a great move so look out for some more guests in the future i'm still going to do my solo podcast as well it's gonna like it doesn't matter like it doesn't really matter what the format of it is <laughs> i'm just gonna keep going and doing this because it's fun right so if you are still listening thank you very much uh please give us a share on social media as i say and man just stay safe out there like the world's fucking crazy right now and it's i don't think it's changing anytime soon so it's time to accept what's going on and just adapt you know like no amount of bitching about it is going to change what's actually going on right now so i'm just not bothering about all that stuff i'm just going to keep doing me and i hope you do the same oh fucking hell i need to get more sleep man